list. But I really wanted to go through all the Disney TV movies. <laughs> like the Disney Yeah, but none TV of them are movies. animated. But none of them are animated, but yeah. Wait, were we saying only animated? Yeah, that only was what animated. the the text oh. I literally scrolled up today to double check what I was gonna realize. I was like, shit, okay, no, is that it animated like or not? Two, that just means I gotta make two subs and I have my lists in front of me, so it's fine. Okay. Yeah, so if anybody needs to make like... subs, we can definitely, you know, be yeah, doing that, that right now. If, if we're saying only animated, I gotta make two subs. Before we yeah, go into it's the rig and roll. Like, animated or Pixar movies. Look, basically. before we go um into the rig and roll. Brink, really? Johnny Tsunami? Yeah! Really? Wait, Dude, Johnny Tsunami is sick. What about the second one, though? Yo, yo, the second one. Was funny. Yo, I'm just going to get out of here. Yo, I I'll give you Johnny this. Tsunami, but I'm not giving you Brink. I'm not. What? If it was Smart House, if it was Pixel Perfect, if it was. Uh. If it was um, Suzy uh, Q, you uh, can uh, have it. The, the, Ooh, you can't Q have Brink. The oh, Irish yeah, basketball. Halloween Town. Halloween Town. Look at the Irish. Look at the Irish. Right. Not Halloween Town. It had the same Halloween the same dude, course. but was like he 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 turned into like a merman or something. Mm, no, it was a different person. The it, no, was it not the same actor? No, it oh, wasn't. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, hold, 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 hold on, hold on. Nobody's gonna mention Xenon in the 20th century. Oh first first thing no. of tablets in media I ever saw. <laughs> the famous <laughs> Jet Jackson, the movie. The famous oh Jet Jackson, oh. R.I.P. Oh, oh my god. That guy was so good. R.I.P. Lee Thompson. I can't believe. Oh my god. Suicide, too? Oh man, that makes me so sad. But that yo, was, it came out of nowhere because she was in the yeah. middle of you know the result had of a really good gig on a really good show like yeah it was like that um one that could like look in the future flash yeah, forward before we start, i'm gonna plug my laptop in so that way it doesn't die right. that is but the call. best but the best thing about johnny tsunami was that his grandfather was saying song in fucking mortal kombat <laughs> That is, yeah. No, that's really good. That's canon to me too, by the way. Like they just Johnny Tsunami exists in the Mortal Kombat universe, and you're not gonna take that from me. That's where Johnny's named after. You guys didn't know that? No, I have no idea. <laughs> no, I'm making things up. No, no, don't, don't tell it. It's like right at, the, right at the end of the Mortal Kombat movie that's about to come out, like a yeah. Disney production. No, he goes on the plane. No, after after the tournament, uh, Mortal Kombat, he goes on the plane, go back to Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to go catch a wave, brother. Oh no. Oh, my God. Seriously, did someone just... That's what it They're still in your car. Living in the hood. Living in the hood. Living in the hood. What? <laughs> All right, they got it. And with that, welcome to the Night Owl Show. I mean, not God damn it! You did it again. Welcome to the Giant Contraband Robot, everybody. We are your multiple hosts. This is gonna be a chaotic as fuck podcast, but I'm loving we it. We don't even know what podcast we're on. What uh, is it? Who knows? Oh my is this god! This a podcast? I fucked this up bad. What, uh, what year is it? I thought we were doing a YouTube video. It's fine. 2020. It's March 2020. In <laughs> case you didn't realize, we have a lot of people with us today. Um, why don't we go around and say who's here? Uh, let, let, well, obviously, we have Desi is dead, our our, uh, our leader through this, right? Yeah, uh, I don't know. Apparently. Maybe. <laughs> I am uh, Damon Lama writer Christian Ventura. We got Kaylee, Quirk, Merc of Art. That's me. Kaylee That's apparently my new name. <laughs> we got 
the incomparable Benita coming on uh, podcast again. Hello. And uh, and our other favorite brother that I'm so sorry I'm forgetting what name you go by. <laughs> <laughs> Call him Moonboy. Moonboy is exactly what I'm looking at, but I know it's not that. I, I, my name's Ray Squared. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and all that, and you've got the name. Perfect, as you should. And we are here today to talk about our favorite Disney animated movies. If you haven't already noticed by from wherever Desi started the podcast. <laughs> and it's a two-parter. It's a two-parter. It is a two-part episode. We got a giant-sized episode for you. We're going to be talking about uh, each of our top uh, top 10 favorite animated movies and then moving on to ranking them in our uh, communal tier list. You know, we're going to make... We're going to go classic and make a a, a S to... What is it? S to... D. What's the bad tier again? D tier? D tier to S tier. Right? You want to do S tier? -tier. Exactly. We're going to be making our tier list in a later podcast, but for now... Um, I'm not sure where we want to jump in. Desi, what do you have planned for us today? Well, I was going to go into um, housekeeping for this week. Housekeeping. The Blurds in the Mist episode will be out this Wednesday. It was supposed to be out last Wednesday, but uh, technical errors on my end. So it's finally going to come out. Um, I did ask um, Kaylee to work on a special episode that's mainly for... Um, people, um, ladies, people of the LGBT community. So we want nerds to I'm gonna make a big old gay podcast episode. There you go. Amazing. I love it. There you go. One big gay podcast that I'm only engineering that I'm, um, unless somebody, um, indirectly asks a question to me being the only straight guy on that episode. But, um, yeah, that is our housekeeping. Um, I think we should go with moon boy first. Oh, and. I know Christian was like, we all got new nicknames. No, Kaylee said we all got nicknames. When you're in the giant cartoon robot, you get a code name. <laughs> Mine's so, awesome. So I'm down with this. Everybody got a code name. Everyone's got a code name. Shit, did I just out Ray with my, I said his code name. Now, oh, now everyone's going to know his secret identity. I'm so sorry. I didn't, I didn't know. I thought I could trust you. Oh, fuck. <laughs> my name is in my code name, so it's all good. All right. He's done being burned. He's the Sophie is the code name of Sophia level code name. Yep. Commander Desi. Yep. Y'all can't see me. I'm <laughs> saluting. But we're going to start with Ray. <laughs> Ray. So my first movie. So my first movie is a goofy movie. You know, it was, okay. way, <laughs> it was way before. Like, we have any inclusive Disney movie, you know, you can never find black people in any movie. But this is, like, the blackest Disney movie of all time. Like, they had, um, they had, like, Powerline being, like, the um, singer. Um, he's, a, he's a famous R&B singer. Max, how he dressed, his swagger, all that. It's just a wonderful movie about a father and son bonding. Um, Lion King, another movie that's black as fuck. Uh, we all know that that's based off of Hamlet. It's great. Um, <laughs> let's see. Coco. I absolutely love that movie. Like, that movie, I don't know. It was, like, a beautiful delight. The um, learning about Mexican culture, the music in it. I'm, like, listening to Spanish songs now, like, so much that, like, my Apple Music started recommending me music in Spanish. <laughs> Colombian um, music YouTube. is super good. If you're getting into like Spanish language music, Colombian rock is so good. 
and really early Shakira. Like if you get like Donde Estalos Rodones and put that on, it is a different Shakira, and I'm a fan. Mm, good segue there because speaking of Shakira, um, Zootopia. I... Yes, <laughs> Zootopia. <laughs> like, that, <laughs> that movie did a great job explaining racism to little kids, and in um, like a very palatable way. Um, great story, um, Hercules. Um, for people that's fans of Greek mythology, that's a great movie. Um, Onward. Um, I loved the setting that the movie takes place. It was like a modern twist on um, those myst- um, of a fantasy world, like a mo- modern fantasy world where these two kids are trying to just bring back their dad. Um, let's see, Big Hero 6, technically kind of like a Marvel movie, but, you know, it's animated. Um, let's see. And nobody totally knows stole- that Big Hero 6 is a Marvel comic. Like, you said that, <laughs> and a bunch of people listening are going to be like, oh, yeah, because it's superheroes. They're not going to take you literally because people just <laughs> don't know. People don't know. Like, even they even had a Stan Lee cameo. Like, yeah. um, so my next one is Toy Story. You know, that was an interesting take on toys, you know, um, being doing stuff while you're gone. You know, as kids, you always have imaginations like, oh, did my toy move? I swear I put it over there, but now, like, this kind of confirms people's fears. <laughs> um, Monster Inc. Um, this confirms people's fears too if you're like a kid um and my last one i would like to say is soul this um you know this is the first um black disney movie um starring a black man but like i feel there's a lot of that's a couple things that's missing from this movie to make it completely black especially like the characters spent most of their time and not their body and out of body. So that's another issue. But anyways, that's my top tip. That is kind of a trope Disney has, though, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I did, I'll be honest. I didn't realize it was a trope Disney had until Cell came out. And it was like, remember how Princess and the Frog was a black movie? Oh, nope. She was a <laughs> frog. frog and I was just psh, mind blown. Like, yeah, wow. Don't do that again. No. Oh, she okay, became a frog. Disney. I never... she, just, she spends most of the movies a frog. I, and then I haven't seen Soul because I'm old and don't watch Disney movies anymore. But it was on Twitter and everyone's like, yeah, actually, it's about a guy that spends most of his time not as a black man. Like, oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah. And I mean, even like the OG Lion King, most of those people are white. Yeah. Well, most of them were animals. They weren't even like, you know, when you talk to like yeah. Lion King or Goofy movie, you have to um, rely on things other than oh look a black person on my tv you have to be like well you know they're animals but you know it's black coded not black which exactly. is better than no representation but like it's not it's playing for disney's and favor give it up for right? but the, this doesn't get extra credit for that disney's like okay cool you did like black coded now do you like a just like black just like black <laughs> and, and you have and to like black but mostly yeah. a frog and it's like, no, not black, mostly a frog. <laughs> we but, need to black. raise the bar, please. Yeah, but, Get off the floor. Like I, was, like I was saying, I think like twice, Tevin Campbell who was the voice of and the singer for Power. Yes. Tevin Campbell. So good. Oof. I didn't see the uh, Goofy movie for the first time until quarantine because I found out that everyone loved a Goofy movie. And I was mildly afraid of the previews for a Goofy movie because I was like, why is Goofy got clothes and having sex? I don't understand. <laughs> um, I, I, I did not understand, like... 
wait, but is that canon? And so every time I would watch like Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, I'd be like, where's Goofy's children? He's a widower. <laughs> like it, it, it was too dark and real for me as a kid. The previews. So I never watched it, but I watched it for the oh first time. God. Holy shit. Yeah, it slaps so yeah, hard. It's, it's always like, like in my head that like someone got in with Goofy. Right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Is it, he's he's the only one that has kids, right? Because yes. Donald's just an uncle. Yeah. Everyone else yeah. is an uncle. Have no. you, did you guys see on uh, on Instagram that uh, Cle- that actor Cleo Thomas, the guy that played Zero in um, Holes? Yeah. Oh, uh, he did a powerline thing. He did a powerline thing. He like dressed up as powerline and did the whole performance with like <sighs> it, like full on. It was actually really good. That's so oh, good. Shout out to Holes. Right. <laughs> I've never <laughs> I've never seen Holes. Holes. It's a good book. Well, I don't good. think I actually saw the movie, but the book was really good. The, the movie wasn't a good representation of the book for the most part, but like what I remember like being the major thing is that oh, they went with Shia LaBeouf like this That's like why. skinny skinny kid where in the book it's like it's a very big point that he's hefty and like that's kind of like a point. That's it's like why. a plot point that it's he's a plot hefty. point and they like, just take it out cuz they just make it damn Hollywood. Because here's the thing, the reason why I never seen Holes um, and me and Kaylee talked about this about me picking up vibes off of people. Ever since I saw him on Even Stevens, I just picked up a vibe off of him. Shia LaBeouf. Vibes. You were like Shia LaBeouf, actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> I call him Kevin Spacey vibes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, Kevin Spacey's always been a creep to me. You yes, just, you get that. You get those vibes. Really? And, ever yeah, since Kevin no, ever since see no evil, hear no evil, I never trusted Kevin Spacey. Dude, unusual no. suspects. Like, that was too natural of a fucking performance. I, right, I think maybe that was it. As a young child, I couldn't d- differentiate. But to me, as a child, the monsters under your bed were Kevin Spacey and James Gordon Jr. Like, those were the two scariest things I had ever encountered in my life. I, I would yeah, say I James Spacey. I don't Spader. think I got, like, the creeper vibes from Kevin Spacey until, like, later on. I was just like, look at this amazing actor. And right? No, I like, was oh. crazy. I would, I've talked about this all the time before, and people would be like, okay, Kaylee, yeah, your weird fascination with Kevin Spacey. And then, you know, stuff happened, and I was like, Kevin Spacey vibes! No. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a thing. So that's I my shorthand. Accepted, clearly. <laughs> all right. Next up, we have... Uh, I'm doing a roulette. Uh, roll a die. Roll a die. I'm rolling the die. <laughs> roll a d10. And um, for every two numbers, it's one person. Oh, what about just like if you're just gonna roll it on a computer, you could just like a random number generator, and then you could just roll a d5. Well, but if I, he's if he is a good player, he better have his dice next to him. If he's a actually, real good player, he'll have a d5. Well, <laughs> one, I have my character chart already up from D and D Beyond. Not sponsored. Sweet. We we should be sponsored by D and D Beyond. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And yes, um, Kaylee, I'm actually looking on Amazon. I know they're the devil, but you can't pass up a price on a 45 die set. Man, I got a D4 that'll blow your dick off, and I don't have to get it on Amazon. I'm, I'm telling you right now, like it, that's exactly how you slip off the slippery slope and just start full on into dice hoarding, because that's exactly what happened to me. It's so bad. I got a hundred-sided die. I got dice that are just emotion faces on all the sides. Just there's so many dice. There's so I bought many. industrial equipment to make my own dice at this point. Just oh, oh. some resin molds. I wish I had a group to play Dungeons and Dragons with, so I could hoard dice. Ch- oh like, no, it, I just have dice. I don't have friends. Ch- check <laughs> out, check out in the Discord link our uh, our game on Sunday. Whatever. Oh, Continue. Okay. <laughs> 
So I four. Four will be the visible Benny. Benita. Oh, that's me. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so these are not really in any rank, just more what I was writing down at the time, and conveniently, um, the Disney princesses are up top, so that's just <laughs> funny. Um, but Fighting one of my favorite flip. ones uh, is Beauty and the Beast, because uh, yes. I've always loved Belle, because she was such a reader, and I'm such a voracious reader, and I was always like, uh bullied for that as a kid a little bit everyone's like why are you always reading and shit and I'm like, Shut up. I like to read so being able to see a Disney princess that's also like books over people I'm like yes yes I, Stockholm I agree Syndrome. with that oh, Stockholm Syndrome isn't a real thing it was a thing invented by a misogynistic doctor to explain why he was bad at his job in Sweden after a hostage situation where women were ignored and uh, using it perpetuates situational and systemic misogyny fun okay, fact for you so for the day. Uh-huh. now i know how about we all just agree that <laughs> we're know. not going to knock on people's choices and no like, one have to battle people don't don't talk that shit plus this, <laughs> what you know what, i'm, I'm like not even red. gonna get into this fucking debate we can do it later it's a fairy but tale it's not stockholm it's, syndrome but shut fuck up and let me move on um <laughs> Next, we have Mulan, because she's fucking badass. Um, I love her, and uh, I just love that movie. The music slaps. Mm. Uh, it just... It's not really afraid to go dark, which I really like, where it's like, happy-go-lucky, and they're like really excited to go to war, and then all of a sudden they're like, oh wait, no, war is really bad. Shit. Oh like, we're going to war. Oh, God, oh. everybody's about to die. That song, oh, that song, that girl we're fighting for. Oh, my God. That yeah. transition. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Like, is the tell only... me you don't sing that song in the voice of every person who's like singing their different parts. Dude. Yeah. Oh, I, I, and then, the, I, I mean, every time I'll make a man out of you comes on, I'm just like, fuck yeah. Oh, that's what, like, I was, damn it. Stick it to me, Downey Osmond. That's the did that's you the, Did you know that? Did you know that Jackie Chan did the Cantonese version? Yeah. Yes, he did. Yes. Y'all saw it. Yes, he did. Mulan is it's the only so soundtrack good. that I actually listen to, not religiously, but like every once in a while when I want to hear a good instrumental uh, score from a Disney oh. movie, Mulan. Dude, and it's, it's the one, the one that Christina, Christina Aguilera did. Not the not the Make a Man Out of You. It's the one she did. That's one my favorite off the whole movie. Was it the reflections oh, one? The reflections, yep, reflections. The girl me. Okay, sorry. <clears throat> All right, so we're not uh, gonna get through this shit? without singing at least part of the songs of the no. movies because they're just intrinsic. Oh, love it too much. Uh, <laughs> next up, last for my Disney princesses is Sleeping Beauty, um, and this one is because. The art style, they did things way differently for this movie, and from a technical standpoint and from an artistic standpoint, it's just fucking gorgeous. And Maleficent, as the mistress of all evil, is just the baddest bitch out there. Um, And I kind of love her level of pettiness, where she was like, you didn't invite me to a party? Okay, I'll kill your daughter. Like, just... (laughs) That's really what it was. Yeah. Like, it's just, ugh. 
a villain to be evil before they then ruined her and was like, JK, she is Aurora's true love. And whatever bullshit live action movie they did. Yeah, is that the plot better. of the live action movies? Uh, the plot I haven't of the live action them. movie was that King Stefan was um, Don't watch it. a bad man. Um, oh, and dear. Basically, like, wait, are they painting like Maleficent as like wronged or something? Yes. Good guy, yeah. <laughs> it's what if they're the good guy, yeah. It was not great, um, yeah. which is sad it worked for love... Wicked, and so we've just been trying to see if we could Wicked everything since then, yeah. Like, I, but not everything I mean, is I'm wicked, not saying badly. like, turns out not everything's wicked, yeah. Anti heroes, <laughs> or you know, that morally gray villain, but I'm also like, but like. Please just have villains to be villains. Like yeah. some villains aren't morally gray, actually. Yeah, there are some villains where if you made them morally gray, it would literally lessen the impact of themselves overall. Like I don't right. know, Cruella so, Deville or the Joker. Just naming two names randomly off the no, top of your head. Oh, no, you're now correct. we've got we've got the that. stupid live action Cruella movie that's yep. coming out that I think is going to be garbage. But no, she's just like the Samantha uh, of of the Sex in the City of the lives of the people in Wonder Woman Nation. She's not like a she's not evil. She's just like sassy and like you know girl boss. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So funny because it was this one I was torn between. It was this one, the OG Lion King and Little Mermaid because of the villains. Because I fucking love Scar. He has one of the best villain songs, but also Ursula has one of the best villain songs. Oh, I love Ursula. But I sort of just went back with the. Oh, geez. what if Divine was an octopus? That's true. Oh, Legend. Just you know. Anyway, next. Um, this one I don't think it's so much splitting hairs because it is a Disney movie. Uh, but Nightmare Before Christmas, because uh, I love the claymation style they did. I love that it was a little bit more gothicy horror. Um, and uh, it was just I thought really well done and again the music fucking slaps <laughs> oh, you gotta love Night Before Christmas so good like anything Danny Elfman does I'm just like yeah, yeah. yes. I'm, I'm a big there. Tom Selleck fan anything Tom Selleck does too at this point I'm like okay well I'll, I'll, I'll tune in yeah but, but like that's like the Danny one reason Elfman. I watch uh, the, the Meet the Robinsons right. and it's, <laughs> I love you're right Claymation is so great like anytime so I find out something's coming out, claymation, instantly. Coraline's my favorite movie. Like just I oh, love that style. So good. But like just Danny Elfman's given us so many great, amazing songs, like from Nightmare Before Christmas, even to uh Corpse Bride, uh iconic uh superhero themes, like OG Batman. Well not OG, but like eighties Batman. Um OG to us millennials. OG to <laughs> us, yeah. Not the 60s Batman. Um, and even fucking Spider-Man, the Sam Raimi ones, he did. But I think he did one and two. I can't remember if he did three. But anyway, shout out to Danny Elfman. Um, Next, I have Coco because it's a good movie. The music is great. And it felt so nice to see um, my people. <laughs> Up on the screen and see like my heritage reflected up there with uh as close to reverence as, as Disney can get, not like 
you know, just slap it on a on a bag because uh, Dia de los Muertos is cute and adorable and everybody likes how it looks. And they're like, no, this is serious. These beliefs. Um, and it just made me so much. Aw, I love that. Um, Did you cry watching it? What? Did you cry watching it? Oh my god, yeah. Me, I went with, uh, is me and my, uh, culinary friend, or my friends from culinary school. All of us were in just in tears by the end. And we were just, like, walking out. We are like, we have to go to the bathroom and just wipe our face, because this is just embarrassing. <laughs> did you watch a live-action concert on Disney Plus? I did. That one was good, too. It was really cute. I loved just the um how they incorporated everything in there the dances and the cost and everything that was that was really well just love that shit give me more cocoa um, and to follow up cocoa i have hunchback of notre dame you like the scary ones look at That's this list one. i almost had that one on mine it's because another just fantastic villain because like um what's it, Frollo um is just he's so evil but he's also like the understandable like evil where you fully expect like some religious like government type official to be like yeah this guy's gonna be pissed some girl said no to him and he's gonna be absolutely obsessed with her like forever he, he is the disney version of what later prepared me for uh for what the castlevania series was Ooh, yeah yeah but he has also another great villain song like i'm here for villains because villains usually get the best no that's a great one <laughs> Um, the artistry is great. Um, it is a little bit like tonally off center. Like sometimes you're like trying to do these serious themes, and then all of a sudden, like dude from Seinfeld comes in and like makes a fart joke, and you're like, okay. <laughs> you're like, there's the Disney. Oh, uh, yep. Gotta gotta make it fun for the kids, but still love it. Um, still so good. Really funny. And has its has its dark moments where you're like, holy shit, how did they get away with that? <laughs> and next, jumping back to Pixar with Inside Out. Because Ooh. I just, I really love Pixar because they have, for the most part, they walk that beautiful line between making it enjoyable for the children and for the adults. So it's like, something the kids can enjoy and then when they watch later on it's like they get some of the other jokes or you know they can help pass it on to their kids and enjoy it with their kids but i thought this one was just such a great way to kind of easily explain emotion and help explain the kind of insanity you feel as a as a preteen and a teen, because, like, your emotions are just all over the fucking place <laughs> at that at that age. I mean, I feel like in quarantine, my emotions are still all over the fucking place. And so it was just a really good movie and a good way for children and even adults to kind of learn how to understand 
grief and your own sorrow and that just because you're sad doesn't mean you can't be happy and just because you're happy doesn't mean you need to like ignore your your sorrow so that was a a good movie for me um and my last Pixar movie is Incredibles just because it's fun superhero movie that kind of showcases what happens after the um heyday of superheroes i guess because you know most comics like all the superheroes are young forever bruce wayne has been in his 30s and 40s for like over 70 fucking years now yeah <laughs> like 80 years so like, i mean we've, we've had spider-man be a 16 year old boy since the 60s Right. He gets to grow up to like twenty something sometimes, but he ends up sixteen by the end of the decade. You know what I mean? Currently, he is thirty five. Oh, hey, look at him! Don't forget about Batman Beyond, though. So Batman Beyond's a good point, yeah. But it's um, the exception, not the rule. I would say that proves <laughs> yeah. the rule, if anything. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's it's rare. It's very rare. Mm. Um, so I just like that they, they showcase what happens to superheroes when, you know, they grow older and have kids. They're like, well, shit, we're still going to be superheroes. It's fine. Um, and, uh, next is Emperor's New Groove. Ooh, that's a good one. I almost put this one on my list so, like six times. It's so damn funny. It's sort of the one I go to if I'm like really, really low. It's insanely quotable and it's just oh it's just so funny it's such a good time um and the only david spade movie yeah. i like <laughs> <laughs> i watched just, joe dirt an uncomfortable point. number of times as a child i'm not gonna pretend i didn't <laughs> and you can't forget about the movie shit with chris farley oh right. tommy boy people yeah. forget about tommy boy yeah i was gonna say you can't you can't just david spade without saying except for tommy boy at the very least yep Okay. So there was a bad movie, but it was on Comedy Central all the time. That's just David Spade's <laughs> past 1995. That is, you can watch. That. <laughs> that's fair. That's uh, fair. Yeah, that's totally um, fair. And my last rounding out my top ten is Atlantis: The Lost Empire. Oh my God! Yes. Um, that's a good one. Because I fucking love history i love lore i feel like this is such an underrated gem of a movie because again villains are great they're just like capitalistic little fucking assholes that are like yeah, i'm gonna steal this and make so much fucking money it's fine um the animation is great it's one of the first ones to kind of well not one of the first ones but still like early stages of like the animation 3d hybrid stuff and fucking michael fuck and was it summer pre pre summer pre summer oh. yes pre summer three summer icon is it three oh. is it pronounced three it's three summer oh dude i also thought it was three summers my whole life wow that just blew my mind all right. Well, I usually like I saw her name in like the Rugrats credits my whole life. So yeah. I don't know. I, guess, I don't think I've ever heard anybody say it out loud till just now. <laughs> this is Arceus yeah. Arceus all over again. Okay. Wait, did you think it was Arceus before? I I thought it was Arceus, but it's Arceus. Wait, the, is it not Arceus? In Pokemon Presents, all they did was call it Pokemon Legends Arceus the entire time. What the it's fuck Arceus. is my life? Yeah. Boom. Wow. 
What the fuck? Yeah, I got two truth bombs today. Well, actually, no, I three. mean, it took it took J.K. Rowling like four books to be like, oh, it's pronounced Hermione. <laughs> so and I that's what like, people what have. Like, I was like, oh, it's Hermione. <laughs> but it's fine. Okay, so those are my ten. Um, thank you, and thanks. Those are great. Yeah, that was a good list. Kaylee. Did you? Did I get selected by yeah, the Orange selected. Jesus? Yes. By the oh way. hell yeah! Okay, the timing's a little shitty because I'm not gonna lie. We're probably gonna have a lot of overlap on this list, uh, but. I did, uh, I wrote mine, like, I, I got my top ten, and then I wasn't sure if we were going to rank them, so I did take the time to rank them. I'm not sure how hard this ranking is, but I'm going to start with my loose tenth and work my way up to number one, because it's exciting, dramatic. Uh, and my very first entry is the one I have only seen one time, and that's why it's at number ten. Uh, it is the film Up. Uh, okay. I don't think I have to justify the film up to you guys. Uh, the first five minutes of up <laughs> is also the reason I've only seen it once. I worked at the movie theater when it came out, so Aww. I had to like watch the ending credits every time. And I had to come in and check the beginning. So, like, I don't know if you guys know this. Ushers have to watch the first five minutes of movies. So I saw the oh, first five no. minutes of up oh, no. six days a week. Oh. Four times a day. Oh <laughs> my <laughs> god! That's yeah, I was seventeen years old. Torture. So yeah. it was it was very emotionally traumatizing. So I've never seen Up in its entirety more than when I took my grandma to see it uh, when it came like when it first premiered. I saw it in That's its entirety. Because that yeah. one was on my list, and then I yes. I kicked I'm it. I'm to put that on the Geneva Convention. Was, so <laughs> so I will I I won't admit to seeing it a bunch of times. I have not seen it since I was a teenager, but I've seen the first five minutes of Up more than I've seen what? any other movie on this list. Just the, cra- oh God, yeah. the, the craziest thing about Up is that like it was based off a true story about like this house in Seattle here in Seattle. Like, whoa. wait, there's an Up house in Seattle? Yeah, like Google it. Like, yeah, it, there's a. I want to go to the Up house. Based, I think it got sold, a house based too. here. Here in Seattle, <laughs> I don't know about the assault. Does it have balloons like, all over it? Because I'm not going. I'm not um, going. Yeah, people, fucking... people people go and put balloons um, up to the house. Oh, that's kind of cute. Aww. I'm gonna that's put a balloon on the adorable, house, but also right? I would be so annoyed by that. Uh, yeah, I guess. It's... Oh no, I don't think anyone lives in it. Um, currently. Oh, it's like the people. I'm gonna go break pizza. into the up house. There's homeless people in Seattle. <laughs> Fuck that. It's like the people oh, who in the, the up house under the Breaking Bad house and. In my, uh, New Mexico, or yes. the uh, or the McAllister House oh, yeah. in Chicago, people keep on coming. That is the if you, I, I found out that that house has a low buy or rental because people who always live there hate the fact that everyone comes to visit the house to take a picture of the front of it. You gotta embrace it. It's like the people that own the full house houses. That's Don't what let I was you take say. pictures in front, you know? Like, you gotta own, yeah. own it. If you're gonna own okay. that house, you own that house, you know? But people like, didn't with the, the Breaking Bad house, though... Oh, sorry. The know. people in the Breaking Bad house, though, having pizza thrown on top of their roof. I'd be like, you <laughs> can throw stuff. a pizza on the roof if you order two and I get one. Like, if you order, like, a, a special, <laughs> like, five ninety nine, two for five ninety nine, and I get one of the pizzas, you can throw the other one on my roof. I don't really give yeah. a fuck. Is that is that saying more about me if, or them? I don't know. If I That's if I role. get a free pizza and it's not just wasted on the roof of my house, then I might be okay. Then. Right? I'll take a pizza tax to own a home. <laughs> I'm gonna die in an apartment. I'll take a pizza tax to own a home. <laughs> like, <laughs> kidding me? I'll break
break into the up house, hide as many balloons as you want. You know how much I pay for rent to live in Seattle? You kidding me? No. Better yet, be like, uh, what was his, what was the little kid's name in that where he was under the porch? Oh, he was Russell? under the porch. Cute. Russell! I just remember his chubby mm. little cheeks. I love them so much. I kept, I was like, it's something with an R. On a while. He's so I know, Like I said, I've seen this movie here. one time. Please, and Russell's please. not in the first five minutes, so. <laughs> <laughs> but that is my very first entry. I'm sorry that was an emotional journey, but I felt wrong not putting up on my list, especially when I was looking at the Pixar movies. It just was like, come on, you gotta put it. So up's on there. Uh, right after that was Mulan. Mulan was another one that was like, okay, I have to be choosy between like movies that are all relatively on the same tier and so that's where like mulan and emperor's new groove and everybody were coming up against each other and mulan's songs beat it out of the park i was a big christina aguilera fan as a child nice. uh, absolutely had the soundtrack i absolutely listened like i belt out i'll make a man out of you i put that on spotify i don't give a fuck that every song on that soundtrack is so good um that is just a that everything about the movie is great the it's tight you know, it never dawdles. There are, there's enough characters, but you care about all of them. They got the cute little cricket. You got Mushu. Everything about that movie is fun and great. It's just it's just good eats. So Mulan took the cake because overall, every aspect of that movie is just rock solid. It's just good. I don't know what the fuck you do when you make a live action Mulan and take the songs out. Mulan is a movie that just of all Disney movies. It's that in Tarzan, really. Where it's like the songs make the movie. No one gives oh, a yeah. shit about Tarzan aside from the soundtrack. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Mulan is like Tarzan, but then people also give a shit about the story. But you could add both, Disney. Wow. Like, so that's that's Mulan. That's number nine. Controversial. Uh, <laughs> number eight, moving up. Again, I'm going to go quickly through the ones that repeat, which is kind of nice. Um, is Inside Out. Inside Out um, was the first kind of quote-unquote new Disney movie I had seen in a while. I saw Princess and the Frog, and that was the first one I'd seen in a few years since I had gotten... Since Disney movies stopped being on VHS tape, I start, I drifted out of Disney movies. I kind of grew out of them. And then I hadn't really seen very many, aside from the ones that I saw when I worked at the movie theater. Except for Inside Out. That was the first one I had watched as an adult, when another adult was like, would you like to watch Inside Out? Kaylee, you should watch Inside Out. And so it's weird. It holds. I haven't seen any of the other 3D movies. I haven't seen Tangled. I haven't seen Frozen. I, I don't usually... I loved watching Princess and the Frog, and I was really excited that it, I thought maybe they'd do more 2D animated films because I'm a dumb bitch. I haven't seen Brave. I haven't... You know, but I saw Inside Out. I cried three times. Uh, <laughs> as an adult, I don't care. Um, and... Honestly, Inside Out was so good and made me cry so much. That's why I still haven't seen any new movies. I haven't seen Coco. I haven't seen Soul. I haven't seen any of the new 3D movies. Because Inside Out really fucked me up, man. That movie really hit me in all of the soul parts that it wanted to hit me in. And there's all of them. I just... I don't want to do that to myself anymore. It's exhausting. Everyone who's <laughs> seen Coco tells me that they cried. Every single person who's <laughs> like, Coco was amazing. I cried. And I go, great. I hope it wins a bunch of awards and they make more of them. I don't want to watch that. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> like, I, oh my, I think Cars is like the only Pixar movie I've seen that I haven't cried at? Teared up in. Right? Yeah, I have siblings 12 years younger than me. So I saw Cars because my siblings were obsessed with Cars as a kid. But that was like, yeah, again, that was like kind of a whatever movie it was fine um 
other than that they were into like shark boy and lava girl and three ninjas so i don't i don't watch a lot of disney at that time either 100 percent true all i wanted to watch but i did see cars a lot my little brother had a cars bedroom so inside out was very special because it was kind of my only real adult disney movie and also it broke me and realized that disney movies go too hard everybody i haven't seen toy story three or four because every adult that's seen those movies <laughs> want to tell me how much they cried through them and i'm like yeah. great i'm living through a pandemic you guys i don't want to watch movies that make me cry i don't want to do it <laughs> i don't want to watch soul it's gonna make my soul feel things and i'm tired all the time like so <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. All the new Disney movies, quote unquote new. But Inside Out ruined you all because it touched all my feels. And they killed him when they killed the imaginary friend. That was it. I was waiting Aww. for him to come back and he didn't. And I cried a bunch. And that was it. Disney betrayed me. They broke my heart. Oh. Yeah, that's true. All right. We're going to keep going on. Uh, next up was Lion King. Lion King represents a lot for me here. Lion King was my... Okay, The Little Mermaid, Aladdin, Lion King. Like, those were the movies that were in the mix when I landed on Lion King. I, To me, of all of those, Lion King was the one that I fucked with the most. It had the best songs. I loved the little fucking blue bird and Zazu just being his own, you know, clinking the jail cans and singing a lovely bunch of coconuts. You know, it's that's the stuff I like. So good. Right? I love minor characters in animated movies. A, a lot of animated movies, just it's those minor characters that really make me love them. And Zazu and the hyenas both had really, like it you have the good, like evil sidekicks, like you know, and Anastasia I didn't really like because it was too sad to me because I read history books and i knew she was just a dead little girl and so like i don't like the movie but i loved the little bat that rasputin always had around uh-huh. what an amazing villain sidekick that little bat is the pr- is, he's so like good. evil fern gully he was so cute <laughs> evil loved fern him gully. yeah so like yo lion king had the yeah. great evil the villains yeah. <laughs> right see yeah, you love it you love that little bat i, like, I, I highly Keeker. recommend going to see <sighs> the lion king musical if you ever have a chance Yes. Oh God. They've done amazing things with Lion King too. Uh, so Lion King won. You know, some people are gonna be like Aladdin. Like, sorry, Aladdin lost to Lion King. I just of the of those flavored '90s, you know, Renaissance Disney era, Lion King was it for me. Uh, that was that was the pinnacle. It was so good, so good. Uh, going up from that, this that was all kind of like my A tier, where I had to pick the best of the A tier. Now we're getting into Kaylee's S tier. This is where shit gets real. Uh, next up for me is James and the Giant Peach, Ooh, which we had yes. Nightmare Before Christmas, and a lot of people I don't that's think di- realize that's this. Disney? That exactly. Is Disney. Mm-hmm. James and the Giant Peach was made by Skellington Productions, which was a Disney studio that made Nightmare Before Christmas, James and the Giant Peach, some skits from the first season of Kablam, and one movie in the middle that didn't do very well. And because that movie and James and the Giant Peach bombed, they closed the studio. So yes, Nightmare Before James, just, just, I just so my mom in bought me this movie. Yeah, in theaters it bombed. I got this movie on VHS for Easter. This movie came out. This is so, like this is blows my mind. This movie came out April twelfth, nineteen ninety six. I received this movie on VHS in my Easter basket that Easter. So it came to VHS real fucking fast, and it was amazing, and I loved it. I always fast forwarded through the Rhino part at the beginning because it was too scary, and it made me real scared. <laughs> 
but I had, you know, little little Kaylee had very strange feelings for that spider, and that's why she's just a <laughs> chaotic bisexual Yo, today. Yeah, like, that spider was fine as fuck, but no. Yes, reason. she was. And she got all the oh, and the everything. It was a great movie. It made peaches look delicious. Like that yes. movie made me want to eat fruit more than any okay. other PSA I ever saw. Okay, I'm so sorry, but this does lead me to a very important question. Yes. What was was this your first non-human crush? Because my first non-human crush was uh, Goliath from Gargoyles. Yes, Gargoyles was too scary for me <laughs> as a child. See, I was a very, um, very freaky child. I loved Scooby Doo, but I would watch it with my entire body hiding under blankets, with only my eyes peeking out, so that the monsters on the TV couldn't see me. Oh. Like that's how I watch. And I watch every every time Scooby Doo was on, I would jump under the blankets and be like, "Yes, can't wait to watch." And that's why I watched scary movies weekly. Because I just I I'm I'm a fraidy cat that jumps easy, but I love it. Like I'm addicted to that adrenaline of being afraid. <laughs> so no, that gargoyles was way too scary. The opening scene of Are You Afraid of the Dark was way too scary for me. I would cry until my aunt changed the channel. Like too scary. I keep mean where's the new cause they have the reboot that's out. I they, is that out? I remember when that was announced. And I was like, Oh, I'm an adult oh, now. Maybe I should get a gargoyles. Oh, Gargoyles? No. Are you afraid of the Wasn't dark? Wasn't that getting a new ones? No. But don't watch Are You Afraid of the Dark? <laughs> the, the new ones. No, don't. <laughs> I mean, the oh, old ones good? weren't good. Did you go back, watch the old ones and I, then compare them? You I, know what I mean? I grew up watching the those shows from Nick. I mean, like, those were a, a tier. The Night of the Living Dummy Goosebumps episodes? Oh. My cousin used to put those on to give me nightmares. They were so scary. I love that oh. one. I like the, the summer cap one. Where for time to find out it was like a fucking like a secret government agency testing out these kids. Yes. That was my favorite. Oh, oh yeah. No, the best the best goosebumps one was the um the on the TV show was the Choir Wolf one where the girl was like, Oh my gosh, some librarian's a teacher. They're like, Okay, you you telling us bullshit again. And come to find out they like invite the librarian over for uh, for dinner. And he's about to like turn them on and kill everyone, but they're like, "Oh, we have a youth for dinner." The parents end up being monsters and eat the librarian themselves. Yes, I remember that. Oh. Yes. I was like, Whoa, this is a crazy ass twist. Yeah. That was a there was a Twilight Zone episode about aliens that uh, bring humans for dinner, and the humans are like, "Oh no, they're gonna eat us!" And the aliens are like, "No, no, we're guests. We just like look. Here's a book that we have. Like how to you know how to take humans to dinner." It's just, oh. And then it ends up being a cookbook on how to cook humans for I dinner, and the that. aliens yeah. do eat them. And it's like <laughs> twist, double twist. No, Twilight the Zone. The crazy, the crazy thing about Simpsons. that. Simpsons. So, um, <laughs> one of the women scientists was like trying to like code the book, decode it, and she's like, "Oh my gosh, don't get." It, it was funny. She's like, "Don't get on that ship, because the book says to serve humans." And he's like, no, get me off the ship. Yes, and like, no, it's to serve like, humans. <laughs> and then it's to serve humans for dinner. Oh, no, that, it's to serve humans, and then it's to serve humans dinner. And then it ends up being called to, su to serve humans for dinner. So it's like a triple <laughs> twist. But I love that yeah, he like, ends it, though, where he's like, yeah, I'm just going to eat their food. Might as well go out <laughs> with style. And I'm like, yeah, what else are you going to do? You can't escape from a fucking spaceship, bro. No, yeah, <laughs> I'm not the one. But I don't remember my first crush. I've been horny on Maine for a long time to answer your question. Like, I've had a crush on everything that I could consume since as long as I can remember. Uh, I just we'll keep going. monster crush. Yeah, we'll keep going with the furries, and you'll see a pattern emerging. Uh, <laughs> as we move on to my next pick, because it's Monsters, Inc. Uh, shout out to Monsters, Inc. Great choice, because that was absolutely my number one Pixar movie. 
I played the Monsters, Inc. PC game, Monsters, Inc. Scare Island. That got me into PC gaming. Like, I played, I beat that game, and I was like, wow, I'm good enough to beat video games? And it was a game changer for me, being able to actually play the game. And uh, I had a great time with the video game. I had, I would watch the movie. I had the movie on DVD when DVDs were a novel thing. So having the DVD menus where it was like all the doors and stuff and having special features. I watched all the special features on the Monsters, Inc. DVD. Like, that was a time where it was a big deal to have a DVD. where I cry at the end. (laughs) Yeah, so Monsters, Inc., amazing movie. Just... Just great. I'll have to justify that to you guys. Um, moving up, it gets a little weirder, though. I don't know. If, I don't know how many of these are weird and how many of these are just genius. But uh, fourth favorite Disney movie of all time is Oliver and Company. Ooh, that's mm. that dog with the red tie and the sunglasses. Yep, that dog with the red tie and the sunglasses. That's voiced by Billy Joel. Why should a lot of people? A lot of people don't know I this. Care? The the trend <laughs> for having big name stars voice big name animated movies started with Billy Joel and Oliver and Company. It was made famous with different movies later, but it actually started with the mild success of Billy Joel in Oliver and Company. That led us directly to Robin Williams as uh, starring in Aladdin's Genie. Like, there's a direct line there. You know which is always fascinating. You know who's but the that writer? movie made... It made cat food look delicious. It was... <laughs> you, know the, you know who's the writer for Oliver Company? Who? James Mangold. <laughs> I know, shocking. <laughs> Silence. <laughs> he wrote. He wrote um, the Wolverine, Logan, and um, Ford versus Ferrari. And he wrote Girl Interrupted. Mm-hmm. And um, that, how did I not know he wrote Oliver and Company? I just what? I love directors. Kate and Leopold. Range like and that. Kate, <laughs> Leopold, Kate <laughs> Leopold. Yeah. James Mangold did all that. <laughs> The dude that wrote 310 to Yuma wrote Oliver and Company. And if you don't know what Oliver and Company is, it's, hey, Lion King is Hamlet, but with a bunch of famous voice actors voicing animals. Oliver and Company is Oliver and Twist, but a bunch of famous voice act, you know, a bunch of famous actors voicing animals playing out Oliver Twist. It's adorable. That some of my favorite, like, writer directors of action movies have done also the cutest, like, family-friendly movies. <laughs> so, like, James Mangold, and then, um... Oh, God, why am I blinking on his name from uh, Mad Max? Um, someone help <gasps> me. Oh, yeah, Big Pig in the City! What is um, his name? Oh, God. Oh, I'm, I'm right? so mad. Oh, I'm <gasps> so mad. I'm George Miller. his face. George Miller. Yes, thank you. Thank Jesus you, yes. Christ. Yes. The same dude that wrote Mad Max wrote <laughs> <laughs> Babe. Oh. Babe, and Happy Feet. And yes. Happy Feet. And like, Happy Feet. Oh, yeah, just that makes me happy. Yes, Oliver and Company is great. Oliver and Company has great music. I love Billy Joel. It does you know? Uh, so it has great music. It has really fun animation. It made me want a kitten to like. You know, made me want to keep a little kitty safe. Like I have only, like you know, it makes me want to rescue kitties. I've always rescued my kittens, and I always imagine yeah. that I'm saving a little Oliver every time. I want to name my child Oliver. Half after Oliver and Company, and half after Oliver Queen. That's how much I love Oliver and Company. It's a great That's movie. A good choice. Rachel. He's he's so cute. Okay, moving on from that, we have we're going. I think this might be my oldest on the list. Is uh, Fantasia? 
I love Fantasia. Yes. I had Fantasia on VHS, and most Disney VHSs were white clamshells. Fantasia was a black clamshell. So yes. it's spooky. Yeah. yeah. And they did that for the 2001 also. Yes. I watched the 2001 again recently, and it sucks dick. If you guys didn't know, oh, yeah. it's Compared really bad CGI. Like, 100%. I made the mistake yeah. of watching them back to back. I thought it would be fun. And Fantasia is still amazing. It holds up. It's great. And then you watch Fantasia 2000, and you're like... Oh, this is like if you could get a hold of, you know, the Phantom Menace without the CGI fixes, just like the raw oh. 1999 CGI. That's watching Fantasia 2000. God. It's it's everything that made Fantasia great. Fantasia for those that don't know is just a uh, um a compo- like a conductor and a full orchestra and the conductor um teaches about famous classical pieces and their composers and then it transitions into animation laid to and inspired by the classical pieces so it's like this weird combination of classical music and animation and so it has the famous like um flowers dancing scene or there's this uh, famous centaurs scene or like this really scary one with like a demon oh. coming over and hell taking over. There's so I don't know. Some people that might know snippets. Some might not know others. Bald Mountain or something. Like yes, that. Nightmare Bald, Bald Mountain. Like the, and so they're all like different. The, yep. I like the one with um, Mickey um, taking the wizard's hat. Oh <laughs> duh, so... yeah. How can I forget? Duh. So like, if you don't, if you know Mickey with like the cone blue hat with stars and the red robe, and you didn't know where that was from, that's from Fantasia. He plays a wizard's assistant a sorcerer's assistant and then he gets into trouble and he turns these brooms into sentient brooms to do chores for him then they go haywire and it's the inspiration for the later weird nicholas cage uh sorcerer's apprentice movie yes when they did the live action one with fucking what's Uh, Jay Barsha. oh my god i forgot that was him in that holy crap him and nick cage (laughs) oh i forgot that was oh wow Okay, yeah. That like Five Nights at Freddy's type movie Nick Cage recently did. Oh, I want to watch that so badly. That but is like absolutely Lily's Wonderland or something like that. It looks wait, great. So, wait, Sorcerer's Apprentice was the live action version of that? They made one yeah, in like 2007 yeah. or something. Yeah. I had no idea. Isn't that crazy? So yeah, Fantasia has huge influence kind of everywhere. It's weird how these little pieces of it. But Fantasia 2000 is famous actors just introducing pieces and talking about how great Disney is. And so it yeah. loses all it has it loses the point which was the focus on like educating people about classical music and also just it was a it was a place for animators to just showcase their skills. They were given free reign to do whatever they want. It just had to be inspired by these pieces of music. So you saw this beautiful animation that was clearly acts of like love and creative passion paired with famous have stood the test of time pieces of music. So and performed by a uh was it the Philadelphia Philharmonic it was, it was a big symphony. Fantasia 2000 got the Chicago Philharmonic to do it, and it pisses me off that they were shitty. That you know the music wasn't shitty. The Chicago Philharmonic were great, but it pisses me off that they got the shitty one. <laughs> yeah, I believe Philadelphia was the original. But so it's great musicians playing while you watch great animation, and that was it. That was the point. And instead, Fantasia 2000 was just this masturbatory like, look at how many famous people we can get. Bette Midler introduces music, like it just tenuous at best. It's so like it's the difference between We Are the World and We Are the World Two. Yes. It was, it was <laughs> like a difference Disney... between Woodstock 69 and 99. Oh. Like Disney ordered, ordered Fantasia off of Wish. Yes. Like, 
Yes, that is Fantasia 2000. Yeah. I was so excited for those whales. I had like my mood lighting. I had my LEDs. Like the, the whales bright, dark like, the blue. Only good part of it. They were yeah. The whales were okay, but I was like, oh, these aren't quite. I saw it in IMAX as a child in 2000, so it blew my brain. You know, so it wasn't quite as mind blowing as I remembered. And then it was only down, it was downhill from the whales, which is saying a lot. All right. Anyways, I forgot. It's on to me now. I guess I'm getting kind of nervous. We're into my top two. My top two <laughs> go neck and neck for best and worst. Or not best and worst, but for like one and two. Like which one's my favorite? Which one's my second favorite? I am going to say today that right now my second favorite movie is my favorite movie of my favorite Disney princess, which is Beauty and the Beast, The Enchanted Christmas. Oh! I, so be, wow. yes. people don't uh, people okay so people shit on this because it's direct video a lot of people don't know the second the beast the enchanted christmas the main bad guy in that movie is a giant pipe organ played by tim curry it's terrifying tim curry I kicks did, ass I in that movie that. Yeah. yeah yeah there's I a little piccolo that. he's so cute he's the perfect like i was talking about he's that perfect like little villain sidekick comedic effect because you really feel for him and he's obviously he's just that little toady that's too weak-willed and terrified not to obey but he doesn't want he wants to be good but he's too scared to disobey and it's any his little like piccolo high-pitched squeakies were so cute and Christmas is my favorite holiday. I love Christmas, and the Christmas parts of Beauty and the Beast are my favorite parts. And so getting to see just a full movie length, here's the Christmas montage from Beauty and the Beast with a Tim Gurry... Tim Curry bad guy and lots of flash forwards to when they're human because I wanted to see them as human more I wanted to see how everybody looked and how everybody like interacted as humans you only get that little bit at the end of Beauty and the Beast Beauty and the Beast and the Enchanted Christmas is Belle telling the story of their first Christmas together so it's all told with her as like the narrator as a flashback so it cuts to her narrating the story to human chip and you're like look it's a little boy yay everything it was nice to see that everything was still happy because for people who don't know Cinderella gets into a lot of shit if you watch Cinderella see there's a whole bunch of bullshit she has to go through that yeah. happened ever after at the end of cinderella that yeah. was a lie she has some shit to go through i liked that beauty and the beast the enchanted christmas was a reminder that no Belle got her happily ever after she's fucking vibing and also here's tim curry is an evil pipe organ and some baller christmas music like it had bernadette peters as the angel it was star studded all the voice cast returned angela lansbury uh cogsworth and lumiere had their original voice actors like it, it wasn't direct to video in any of the sense that that word that that phrase means now it was everything you would want in a disney sequel and i thought it was amazing and i would rather watch it than the original because you don't have to focus because they're already kind of in love and it focuses less on the like kidnapper kidnappy weird hostage aspect so you get more of like a real love story than people being able to go stockholm syndrome like no offense but, like that's what everyone does like that's the famous like <laughs> yeah. stockholm syndrome like that's the go-to punchline and beauty like, and the christmas was like no here's how these two people kind of like just fell in love and here's them spending time in their gorgeous library and realizing they have similar interests and like it was it was very nice i find it to be a better movie in a lot of ways so does this me, take place like during? Oh, it takes place ahead. during yeah so it, it takes place during the christmas montage 
for the for mm. the most part of the original. So it's it's the original movie, but the montage is where they fall in love, and you basically only see them have a snowball fight, and then they're in love. And in the Enchanted Christmas, you see how she teaches him how to love Christmas again, and how that starts opening up his heart. And once he learns to love Christmas, it primes him for the rest of the end of the original movie, where he learns to like that he can be loved in return and stuff. And so it, like it really does a lot to like fix plot holes slash answer questions slash word off criticisms that the first film kind of leaves unanswered in a really fulfilling way and i highly recommend it if you've never seen it it's got tim curry in his prime that does <laughs> bring me up to a very important question for everyone here right now who is your favorite tim curry villain like your favorite villain tim curry has ever played tim curry's never been a villain he's always the good guy <laughs> in your mind in your mind in my, in my canon i watch every film with tim curry in it as if he's the protagonist I, I just want to confess that i'm not that familiar with tim curry the only thing i know about tim curry is that apparently he was an organ in view um, the oh, see tim curry's um, that fun kind of actor where a lot of times you won't even realize because he's like totally different in every movie so yeah. a lot of times you don't even realize that you've seen a tim curry movie mm. like he was the concierge in home alone 2 lost in new york he was the big bad guy in the three musketeers movie he was the butler oh. in clue he oh was Pennywise. He's the original Pennywise in the miniseries Pennywise, the '90s one, where it's like that Pennywise, uh, he that was joke Hexus clown. And Fern Gully. Yeah, he was uh, Palpatine on the uh, the Clone Wars. Oh, he's Nigel Thornberry in the Wild Thornberries. Smashing. Like the what? dad, Nigel uh, from the Wild Thornberries. Okay, that's okay, Tim that, that, that's, Smashing. Now that's the that, that's the biggest. So many commanders. Um, oh, if you've seen him. Um, Long John Silver in Muppet Treasure Island. If you're a Muppets fan. Oh my God. Long John Silver. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, he does a lot of voice acting. So, like, Nigel Thornberry is one that a lot of people don't know, and Palpatine from The Clone Wars, a lot of people don't realize is him. Um, he had a stroke Burger, a couple Rocky years back. Horror picture show. Yeah, that's like, his, like this OG. Man has been in just, like, everything. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't he also it's in weird. the Charlie's Angels movie? <laughs> he was I in uh, the video game Legend. <laughs> <laughs> like he's yeah it's funny I, like you literally if you look at his filmography his voice is so distinct but also like he he, he just mixes his physical appearance up well that like voice acting is a little more noticeable but yes he was in charlie's angels he was he was in charlie's angels he was oh god he's in everything he's great yeah. He's fabulous. So. But he he definitely has that thing where you, you're like, do I know anything of his? And then you look at it and you're like, oh, wait, <laughs> I know quite a bit. So those those are the big ones for like our generation, I would think. But yeah, he was he was the he I like, was forte. I like the organ. In, I liked him in the shadow opposite uh, Alec Baldwin. Mm. Mm -hmm. I liked him in the Rugrats movie. Yep. <laughs> I love the regrets. Uh but yes, yeah, so that is my number two. But that is also like everything you said about Bell one hundred percent. I was all I did was read as a kid. I didn't get bullied for reading. I got bullied for other things. Uh but the reading was a lot of in response to that. Like just like I don't want to talk to people. I just want to read my books. Leave me alone. And Bell was like, I don't really care about anybody in this village. The, I just want to yeah. read my books. Like, leave me alone. And that really spoke to me. I always like I still have fantasies about a library that's just floor to ceiling like that. Oh, it's God, so that, li oh. that library scene is amazing, but it also like makes me realize like it's the first time I was really introduced to um how uh, a lot of men can't take no for an answer like i <laughs> fucking love gaston as a villain like because he is such just like toxic masculinity 
personified. But he like, is, and still... I think it's it's so important that he's beloved by the town because he is such obvious yes. toxic masculinity, and the adoration of lots of people and his trio of pickmies are like an important part of that. Like, it's yeah, like of course those pickmies love Gaston. I don't care how <laughs> you know, like, oh, it's okay that you you know you did this bad thing. You're the star of the football team. It's okay, like. The football team wins matter more than like the girls you have you seen his find. chin line? He can grab whatever he wants to grab, whether it's his oh. or yours. Like he's the come on. size of a barge. Like, come on. <laughs> oh, it's fine. But yes, Enchanted Christmas is amazing. I don't have Disney Plus. If it's on Disney Plus and you have Disney Plus, you should watch it. If you haven't seen it or you haven't seen it in a while and you don't remember how amazing it is and you're confused why I'm talking it up so much, it's it is the, the best, best of like the direct to DVD sequels or direct-to-video sequels, whatever you want to. Yeah, it was, and it's an early one of them, which I think is one of the reasons why the quality is so much higher. Like they got all the original voice actors to return is a huge one because you know we all know Aladdin didn't pull that uh, because they're disrespectful fucks, and Robin Williams told him to suck an egg. But mm-hmm. you know, and I've seen a lot of the spinoff stuff, and I've seen a lot of directed D- like directed DVD, I guess now for is like directed video, uh, directed VHS, but um. I, yeah, it's weird. I feel like it could have, like, if it came out nowadays, they probably would have put it in theaters. They'd have been like, ah, oh, we can make enough money off of it. It has all the original voice actors. But it's very good, and it is yeah. my pick for my favorite Disney princess movie of all time. But my favorite Disney movie, like, the Disney movie that I watched the most as a kid, the Disney movie that I have watched as an adult, uh, I watched it a couple weeks ago again, I'm not going to lie. I love this movie. I watch it all the time. It's very good. It holds up. Uh, I love it. It has the catchiest songs. It's my favorite thing. And it's Robin Hood. Oh. I love the movie Robin Hood. Robin a lot of people Hood. don't know. The creators of Zootopia were heavily inspired by and influenced by Robin Hood. You know, if you guys didn't know, Robin Hood is played by an anthropomorphic fox that looks eerily similar to the fox in Zootopia with yeah. eerily similar mannerisms. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Zootopia was high- heavily inspired by Robin Hood. Robin Hood is great. It's just a classic old Disney movie. Like, it, it's... I actually... As a kid, all Disney movies were equally old to me if they weren't new, you know, like as kids think. Yeah. So I didn't realize just how old Robin Hood was, but it's from 1973. So it's it's a little bit of an older movie and it's list. great. The I songs really hold up. <laughs> I cut that one from my list. Yeah, you shouldn't have. <laughs> I, it's too I did good. Too. <laughs> it's too good. Were, the, uh, did, uh-huh. It's beautiful. It's just... Yeah, so if you're asking, that's why I was like, you're asking me about my f- my first, like, non-human crush. And it's like, man, Robin Hood from Disney's Robin Hood? That fox? See, I feel He's like, I feel like so many, like, furries. Because I'm friends with, with furries. Like, it's fine. I don't care. Um, And so many of them are like, yeah, it's either uh, Robin Hood or Balto was their, like, I didn't know this fun fact, but that speaks that speaks a lot to me. I didn't I did not know this. Balto is how you know it's real. What? Um, I wasn't a big fan of Balto, which is why I'm not a a furry today. I just like Robin Hood. But if I liked Balto too, I'd be a different person sitting here. Yeah. (laughs) Which one? Kevin Bacon. Which again, like, hey, they're better people. Furries taught me to respect the ICP, and that's saying a lot. Like they're good people. They know how to kick out Nazis, and that's honestly all I care about in a community. So more power that's fucking true. to them. That, this is not a joke. Furries are cool. Like yep. Sonic Fox. Sonic Fox is fucking awesome. Like, but <laughs> I didn't like Balto, so 
I just love Robin Hood. If you haven't seen it, like yeah, Robin Hood's that like scritchy, scratchy hand animation. They reuse the animations from Aristocats and Snow White, and then they will continue reusing them for the Jungle Book. Like it just has mm-hmm. that old Disney feel, and it's just it's so great. It's so crunchy, and the music's so good, and the characters are so fun. And you could see it being made to like it's weird. It's it, it it's very timeless. It's great. Yeah, it still stands up. Whereas like Balto does not quite stand up. Like that one, you kind of have to like put on your nostalgic glasses to be like, oh yeah, I I remember why I liked this movie as a child. Kind of thing. Whereas like Robin Hood, you're just oh, this is still so much. Yes. <laughs> so that is my list. That is that is my final That's time. That's a good list. Right. Thank you. I'm going up next. Also, <coughs> oh, dun, dun, dun. I should have said um, we um, whoever we all have if we all have crossovers we should write it down. Somebody should write it down. <laughs> oh jeez. I figure we're gonna have to. I'm gonna just make we're it. Gonna, I was just gonna, gonna go on the tier list website. Yeah. yeah, I was just gonna go on the tier list website and make a tier list and then just drop all the movies that we name in a. In a pile, so yes. we can like manually go through yeah. the tier list. That's okay. fine. It's perfectly so, yeah. fine. So I'm going from ten. Uh, I'm going from ten to one instead of one down. So coming at number okay. ten, I thought it was a cheat. Well, technically, it's skirting the edge between animation and live action. Who framed Roger Rabbit? What a good fucking movie! Like when proceeded to tell us you're cheating with this one, and I did not fight it because I love that movie. That uh, was another one I watched all the time as a kid. have to fast forward between the first scene with the goo, with the cute little shoe. Yes! I will not watch that shoe, shoe die a I second cannot, time. No. I cannot. I cannot watch it's that. It's too sad. I have to Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. Traumatizing. I can, watch the, I can watch that scene, but I cannot watch... I know Robocop and Who Framed Roger Rabbit are two vastly different movies, but I cannot watch Peter Weller getting shot up. <laughs> but I can watch. But I can watch a shoe. That seems brutal, though. And it's really brutal. That and Evil Dead One, where the woman is getting raped by a tree. I cannot watch that. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. that's a, that's a hard scene for sure. That is like that, that scene is, does not stand the test of time. No, it does not. What I, the fuck? I skip that scene every fucking time I watch Evil Dead. I I didn't the first. I never saw Evil Dead until like last year. And oh, I didn't oh. know that that movie was rated X until that scene. Yeah, I didn't. I like I thought it was a rated R movie, and then as, I was like, "They're not gonna do it. They're not gonna do it." And as soon as it happened, I was like, "What the fuck?" And I checked the listing, and I was like, "Holy shit! It actually is rated X." Yeah, but and I never. If you have not seen uh, Evil Dead, I I would say skip it and just jump to Evil Dead Two because you kind of get like a nice little primer in the very beginning of Evil Dead Two that goes over the events of the first Evil Dead, because, like, as much as I do, like, Evil Dead, it is still, it's, it is problematic with that yeah, one scene where I, you're just like, man, tree rapage, just not something you would think. Yeah, yeah that's what, yeah, I ne- that's why I've I never like, watched that movie, and I never <laughs> will watch that movie, but, like, there's a remake, so I might check the remake out. Yeah, there's also the re- still tree rapage in the remake. The yeah. remake kind of like, they don't directly yeah. show it the same way, but it's still there. It's still there. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. 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 And yeah. then, ooh, plus the pencil scene where she stabs her in the ankle with the pencils. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, All right, who framed with your rabbit? 
<laughs> Sorry. Not, it's, it's Disney, not Evil Dead. Because <laughs> I, I equate that pencil scene to, um, oh my God, Misery. Fucking, what's her name? Kathy Bates. Oh, Kathy God. Bates. Kathy yeah. Bates. We she did to James Con's knees, and she shoots <gasps> his knees out. Oh, oh, in misery. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm your number one fan. <laughs> I was. How did we jump to horror from Who Framed Roger Rabbit? <laughs> because the shoe scene. The shoe scene. The shoe. Everybody. The judge oh. takes off his glasses and then he has the dagger eyeballs and then Ooh, he starts like yeah. going towards them and his mouth opens. That's fucking horror. Crit- that, crit- again, I was a scaredy cat kid. I fast forwarded through most of the ending of that movie. Especially when yeah, the voice scary. got really high pitched. Yes. Yeah, that was the first time I'm I ever. A tune! Se- oh, no, that was I'm the scared. first time I ever seen Christopher Lloyd as a villain, as a kid. Yes. I oh was, no! See, yeah. I watched Taxi a lot as a kid, and he always made me kind of nervous Ooh. because he was like chaotic and like he always looked like he was about to stab somebody <laughs> so i was always a little afraid of christopher lloyd and then i watched the page master a lot as a kid and he was very menacing in that too so yeah. christopher lloyd does menacing more than he like he's got that i'm never afraid of christopher lloyd but i always know that i'm gonna be afraid of his character <laughs> yeah i always i did see taxi but i was like oh he's just a drunk that's all. Yeah, no, for some reason, I was like, "Oh man, he's that guy's scary. He's gonna kill them all one day. They're gonna come. Well, there's gonna be a taxi episode where he just stabs them all. He's crazy." <laughs> but um, <laughs> and also gave me my first awakening of redheads. Now that's why I like um Jessica Rabbit. Ooh. And mm-hmm. and Kathleen Turner. I love Kathleen Turner. Thank you. War of the Roses. Oh, Jewel of the Nile. Yes. Way. Kathleen Turner. Thank you. She should be way more famous than she is. She should be working right now. Way yes. more than she is. I want to see more Kathleen Turner. Yes. Yeah. Like, just that, that sultry 1930s style voice that she has. And just, She's she, modern day Lauren Bacall and we're just like, whatevs. Yeah. Nah. Yes. Just be using her. Yeah, there you go. Yes. Um, Bob Hopkins recovering from Mario Brothers. <laughs> so, oh. good. Oh. so good. So uh, good. R.I.P. Yep. Yeah. Also, yeah, R.I.P. Uh, Bob Hopkins. But it was like... Seeing Daffy and Mickey and Donald all together in just one movie, especially that scene where just they're he Bob Hoskins just free falling, and Mickey and Bugs are like this. You know you probably having a problem, huh? He's like, you know Bob Hoskins was like, no shit, I'm free falling, <laughs> and like then Bob Hoskins really, like, oh, I'm in Toontown, so I can't die. I like that. I, just, reali- I like uh, the realization from him. He's like, "Oh, I'm not in my own world." And then every time I know that tunnel in in L.A. So if yeah, you, if you, every time I pass that tunnel, man. Every we when I went through it, I was like, "This, I'm going through two town. Here we go." And I'm like, "Ah, we going to the fucking observatory." I just I love that it's like a like it's that one that one movie that where it's like, oh yes, all these different studios can work together. Mm-hmm. To make this amazing film, and now you're just like, yeah, that's never gonna fucking. Yeah, and then well, I mean, it's gonna happen soon because Disney's gonna own everything, and then they'll work together because they're all owned by the same company. Well, yeah. I mean, and also it's like, we'll come together. Bye. And everyone's super stoked for it. That's the only part anyone knows. That's the part everyone's super focused on. Who gets to be in the next Marvel movie? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and also, who from Roger Rabbit showed me my love, gave me my love for like looking at Los Angeles in the 1930s, 1930s, mm-hmm. 1940s. Like, I know it's not a good time for people of color ever in Los Angeles, but <laughs> you see people of color through it, so you don't see the implied racism. 
whatsoever. But but you know it's there. Like deep down, you know it's there. I still wish we had those cool trains. <laughs> right. <laughs> and if if you're in cars, you know, stuck around. But those tracks, those um, even though we repaved a lot of um part of Los Angeles, there are some tracks still in part of Los Angeles where you can actually see it. Now, yeah, I actually, I actually live weirdly near one of the like the display houses for them, like local to my area. So they they're just you know, you know, stupid people, and then not not only that, earthquakes since the nineteen forties pretty much changed the landscape of Los Angeles. Um, moving on to number nine, Big Hero Six. Nice. Ooh, that's a good one. Because it was a long time. Mm-hmm. The last Pixar movie I saw, well, Disney animated movie, was technically, um, Wreck It Ralph, which was 2012. Big Hero Six came 2014. So, eh, two years apart. Was. Wasn't like Big Hero Six not um, Pixar? Just no, Disney shirt. It's just D- Disney. That's why I said Disney. Oh, uh, okay. Gotta listen. Gotta listen. <laughs> um, the only time that anyone actually liked the T.J. Miller. I like T.J. Miller. Yeah. But do you like T.J. Miller now? Well, except for in um. Uh, not now. That's true. What was that one underwater movie he did? That was. We all agreed in on this on this on GCR that me Benita was very much happy to see T.J. Miller get ripped from his suit from the lake <laughs> by Cthulhu. Yeah, I, that was that was a very yeah. satisfying scene. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. That was a very cathartic yeah. scene. Like, yeah. yes. I'm just very used to him dying in all the movies he's in. Almost all the movies. Because we did do a debate. Who got killed the worst in Underwater? Was the dude who basically blew up in his own suit or T.J. Miller who getting ripped out of his suit? Oh, it was no, T.J. Miller. T.J. Miller. What? what movie See, I, are go referring with, to? I go with the dude that blew up because that poor guy, like... Right, but think about it this way. That was horrible, but that was a lot less time than the ripping of the leg. Dan being ripped like, out. I mean, of it. that's true. Yeah, like you was, would, you would have to live dead. longer still with the ripping of the leg. That's true. Yeah. And uh, when everybody's going like, "Oh my god, you talking about horror?" Like, I know <laughs> it's more horror. What was that movie Dude, called? I love like both of your movies so far. We're like, oh yeah, horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, okay, you get an upstyle. Ten, damn, that's even so worse. now we're just gonna we're gonna keep this ball rolling. To for what's, your, what's your third horror movie? movie? His his brother his brother gets killed off at the start of the movie trying to be a hero. Takashi, oh, blown up, and you find mm. out it's for nothing. Oh, yeah, it was for yeah. nothing. That that oh. that will turn me to a villain real quick. Like my brother oh. died for nothing. Oh fuck that! I'd be, be like Baymax off. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm about Baymax is not gonna stop me from slicing your throat, dude. James Conwell, I'm gonna James Conwell. Oh my God, be... He can play villains. He does. He can play great villains and great non-talkative characters that take care of pigs. And if he, <laughs> even though he fights for the environment, if he can just stay out of jail, he can probably still act. <clears throat> oh my god was he also like the bad dude in um was that one Vanessa Williams um Arnold Schwarzenegger movie Eraser yes don't ask me how I the bad guy in that one don't ask me how I remember that movie <laughs> god it's been 500 years since I've seen that anyway next. Uh, number 8 
Paper Man is the Pixar short. Oh, oh, Paper Man. That's a good choice. Which one was that? Was that when he like threw the paper? Yeah, to that girl. That That paper plane? Yep, and you find out she's been collecting them. Like, she actually liked them. That one was super cute. And and I like the fact that it's an open-ended ending. Like, they just sitting there chatting. Like, you don't know if it's going to go anywhere. It's just the fact that he finally got the chance to talk to her. So I, yeah. I liked it. Then we got... I can't link that one to any horror movies, unfortunately. I don't either. That's why, I, that's why, it's, there. That's why it's there. I'm, um, I'm disappointed in every single Hold on, I bet I can try. About- Maybe we could talk about Liam Neeson as Dark Man. We could we could talk about the uh, the origami killer in uh, in Heavy Rain. <laughs> oh, there you go. Well, let's see what horror movie we can pull from this one. Number seven. Or <laughs> seven. He had a lot of paper. Oh yes, movie. he's the real paper man. He's the real paper man. All those journals. The rescuers down under. That's already a scary movie. I had debated on putting that one, too. I didn't know The Rescuers was a movie for a really long time. I only knew of The Rescuers Down Under. Yeah, the res- that, that movie hits totally solo. I literally, so- yeah. I literally have a um, paper, rock, scissors, dice. So I was literally paper, rock, scissoring. Should it be The Rescuers or should it be The Rescuers Down Under? Mm. The Rescuers <laughs> Down Under kept on winning. So I was like, and yeah. I liked it. It it's was really good. It's good. And the horror parts come, really come from that crazy dude, that fucking snake, like the python. And then like, how yeah. does this kid get like, why are you kidnapping this kid of all people? Seriously. And these little mice and this um, kangaroo mice. Like, and Ava Gabor. That's a good one. As the voice of, uh, I, can't, I can't believe I forgot her name. But um, Do you know what else took place down under? Wolf oh, Creek. Oh. <laughs> it's another horror movie. That's some psycho killer. I, I don't know anything about horror. I'm, well, I'm so bad. I'm just slacking. Desi's list, because I'm going to equate a horror movie with every single one of <laughs> yeah. you, you know what was also technically like a Lake Placid horror movie that took place down under? The Crocodile Hunter movie. Oh. <laughs> what? That's not a knife. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not Crocodile Dundee. The Crocodile Hunter movie. What's that? Does what? anybody remember that? I also no. thought that we were talking about Crocodile Dundee. Because yeah, I me too. totally went Crocodile Dundee. Yeah, because yeah, like, oh. everybody that went sho- Crocodile That shows Dundee. me, Kaylee, and Benita's age. And you, Chris, <laughs> just like... Like, there is there is a movie with really Irwin in it where the whole premise is I shit you not a fucking satellite falls out of space and a crocodile eats it and he has to track <laughs> it down. Oh my god, I need to watch this movie. And it is actually Steve Irwin. Yeah, that's what? pretty good. That's, yeah. that's I'm sold. All right, well you got okay. me. I hope you're happy. Done. Okay. All right. right. Done. I need to watch this. Wow. Wow. The wow. fuck, yeah. Um, oh, and also, if y'all the don't know, fuck. Benito likes bad movies. 
bad horror movies. I do. Um, no, this, I, it's exactly why I, I like it's bad, bad good, good bad slash good bad. Yeah, there's there's a no, difference between bad horror movies and good bad horror movies. Uh, and I've watched both so a lot. Bad, it's good. This is like, the this is the but only time they have I'm to po- be bad in a specific way to be good. Because yeah. I've watched a lot of bad like the bad movies that are trying to be bad movies are not bad good. Like, I don't like, like watching bad movies where they're like, Sharknado ruled right? out. Sharknado is terrible because right? it's actually S- sci-fi trying to be movies bad. trying to be bad. No. That's not fun. Yeah. Fun is watching where, somebody where you know they're working their ass off, trying their hardest and doing their best, and they're I, doing a bad job. That's funny. I, That's funny. Oh, shit. Here's the only time I've been I'm ever- before, but like I have a Killer Clowns from Outer Space tattoo yeah, because that better. is the movie that introduced me to bad good movies. Well, Roger Corman, anything he does, that's good. Toxic Avenger. Oh, um, like this is the only time. Movies. This is the only time I'm ever going to reference kind of funny, because I don't reference kind of funny. I'm taking. That's always... why he's pronouncing it kind of. Yeah, it was a very hard kind of funny there. <laughs> um, <laughs> Nick Scarpino has a three tier list called good good bad good bad bad, and I was like, okay, I like that. So, majority of Benita's movies to me are. Bad, bad, but to her, it's good, bad. Yeah. <laughs> There's this great YouTube channel I love to watch called Good Bad Flicks because he just like goes through all these movies and I'm like, I've watched that one. Yes, please tell me all yeah. of this fun history about this movie because they're just, oh, they're just, it's. I used to see a, a guy that specialized to... in watching Christian films, so the number of oh. bad Christian horror films I've seen Dude. is higher than most. Oh non-evangelical so, children. Yeah, I just I blame Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I blame Mystery Science Theater three thousand. But like, there's just a joy in watching like a ridiculous, over-the-top movie where it's like they're trying to be serious, but you can't but laugh at how stupid it is there's like, a reason everyone loves plan nine from outer space and it's not because of its tight screenplay a fantastic <laughs> movie called the killing of satan and Saint? it's like a sold done that's how you do like it a, i really want to watch all right let's let's let's, right? let's, let's rein it in let's rein like, it in because we're doing no Every okay time- but i just need to say it's this guy <laughs> who is in he is in a full like head to toe like fucking like levi's jeans pants with the levi's jeans jacket who's fighting satan and he bitch slaps <laughs> a serpent like everybody loves love a, a good movie. canadian tuxedo just oh it's okay so anyway sorry yes back to your disney wholesome list. disney list yeah and that's wholesome anymore Side <laughs> at number six monsters inc amazing art Hence, one of the movies I rewatch all the time. Um, I actually cursed. I got I got detention in high school, senior year, because the teacher, the, uh, my English teacher, put on Inc- Monsters Inc. because we actually passed her test. She was notoriously hard, and everybody was groaning. I said, "Y'all need to shut the fuck up. This is a top tier Disney movie." And then someone tried to pick a fight. I was like, "I'll slap the dog shit out of you." You know what's <laughs> a good top tier monster movie? Underwater. Just saying. <laughs> All hell Cthulhu. Never. And I got detention. Never even heard of it. The Japanese yeah. one? Oh, it's Dark Waters. Dark. Never mind. No, Never mind. that's Dark Water. Yeah, but, this one yeah. is with Kristen Stewart, who honestly kind of has a bad rap of like being a bad actress because of the Twilight. Films, that was just but, bad writing. 
She was, was also bad in the other three movies that she was in when I worked at the movie theater, including that horrible movie that took place at a carnival or like a theme park. Oh, the one, with Ryan, made, like, the one with Ryan Reynolds. The one with Ryan Reynolds. Wonderland or Wonderland or something like that. No, it had Catholic. either. Yeah. It had like Seth Rogen or Jonah Hill or uh, uh, Scott right, Pilgrim look, or you know one of those boys. I know we're on the train. Hayden train of Christmas. There was bad movies. I actually like Eisenberg. A, I think was in it. I actually like American Ultra. American Ultra wasn't bad. We're not but, talking about American Ultra. We're talking about the shitty uh, carnival yeah. movie that she made but, in two thousand nine. I mean, there's a but there's <laughs> everyone a everyone has American, done American Ultra ev- gets like, asked for stuff. Everyone has done shitty, shitty movies, but like honest Amer- to God, Kristen Stewart so good in Underwater. Underwater is really just a wonderful like claustrophobic yeah like almost first alien slash aliens type movie it also gave me like like uh what is it like red planet vibes yes but also yes Nick Cage has never made a bad movie so the you know maybe exception (laughs) to the world but you know everyone's made a bad movie uh Nick Cage would like to would like to have a word with you but that's fine. But um, Disney movies. would like to have a conversation. Yeah. But um, <laughs> also, right quick, American Ultra get an asterisk though. Max Landis oh. um wrote it, so he gets an asterisk on a good movie on the good. Oh, stuff. is that why I haven't seen it? Uh. Yeah, Max Landis. <laughs> yeah, he sucks. Um, I, you know what's really funny? His dad uh also sucks. Had a part in okay. the death of. A famous film actor and two child actors in the Twilight movie. Fuck him. Fuck, fuck buff with him. I, I can't watch yeah. that's and why, his family. Like that he's he's he the reason why I cannot go back and watch Ghostbusters 2. He's the reason why I can't watch mm. the Breakfast Club. He took the Breakfast Club from me. He took Ghostbusters. I was an angsty oh, teenager. Dude. You you try to take the Breakfast Club from an angsty white girl? Are you kidding me? Oh, <laughs> that's just damn. wrong. Didn't he didn't he write <laughs> Chronicle? Was yeah. he a writer on yes, that? Yes, he yeah, did. He was also, uh, that was the only good thing Max Landis ever wrote. And there are debates about whether he actually wrote that much of it. Yeah. Which, like, you know, those uh, things go together. Number Didn't five. Did he also do Bright? Yeah. <laughs> like, he wrote... Okay, sorry. And, why you think, why you think, and also, why do you think Will Smith is finding another writer for the sequel? You don't want Max Landis on, his, on anything that he's Yeah, doing? because he gave yeah. the black man the line... That says fairy lives don't matter today. Like, how white can you fucking be? Yeah, I give... would. That was like Ooh. really okay, fucking. Sorry, bad. sorry. Right. Number five. Right. Number five. <laughs> Toy Story. Yes. I mean, happy classic. Yep. Uh, happy classic. First, first Pixar Disney uh, collaboration, right? Yep. And um, favorite line. You are a child's plaything. Best line. <laughs> Whole movie. At number four. Well, you know. Also, there was actually horror. a horror you, movie. You say, you say called, Puppet Master. Uh, Demon Toys. I was going to say Puppet uh, <laughs> Puppet Master versus Demon Toys. Like, there was a whole series. But, you know, there was, originally, toys were <laughs> evil and murdered you in your sleep. I have a, actually have a story on the, down the stairs. I have a story on small soldiers. So toys, toys were evil. Uh, when they when they, when Universal Studios had toy soldiers, people walking around. I was about thirteen. I said I legit told one of the like 
I view you as the heroes, the other ones as the villains. I got a side <laughs> look by these people, like a bunch of people, like, they're clearly the heroes. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> I got in trouble for just trying to say fuck them to <laughs> random people I did not know. <laughs> I was like, I don't care. I think I said, welcome to California. Oh, you fuck. I was a asshole 13 year old oh i'm still an <laughs> asshole um at number four the incredibles incredible yep solid incredible like i wanted more frozone by the end of it like everybody's special is just another wave saying nobody's special every high school or everywhere yeah mm-hmm. then we all got swishy hair mm-hmm. yeah um uh, the only thing only horror movie i can link with that is like bright burn just a okay or maybe yeah. about a superhero that's like, I'm going to murder people because I'm not human, so I don't have human feelings, which is... Yeah, you that, it's, not, it's, it's not one of James Gunn's bets. It's not one of James Gunn's bets. could have been so much better. Like, it had such potential and sort of... Yeah. But, um... The Incredibles was solid. The Incredibles I, was a good movie. And I like the fact yeah. that they got um, J- uh, Samuel Jackson's wife to be the wife off screen that was his wife yeah i didn't know that either that's that makes that scene even better that's better chemistry who's better chemistry you'll have with just your wife Uh, i'm doing this for the greater good i am the greater good (laughs) whenever they do like interviews together it's just the cutest fucking thing i just i can't take it because they just do like little snide thing where she's like oh he don't remember what we were arguing about you don't remember what we were arguing about and he's just like man why you gotta get me in trouble like this like just <laughs> ugh yeah. you're so fucking cute <laughs> like I, I like they, they even planned for her to be in the second movie and um oh fuck Brad Bird actually showed the image of what she was going to be and I was like why didn't you put her in the fucking movie I'm like, you know, mm. you, you better do a third one, Brad Bird. If you if this ever get makes your way, you make it this far, an hour and thirty two minutes in. I want a third movie. We need to see Frozone's wife. She needs to steal the movie at that. Please don't make us wait like ten or twelve years or like you made us wait between one and two though. Okay. I know. Like, don't make us wait fifteen years because you know then it'll be too late. Yeah. Fifteen <sighs> years too late. Like. Don't turn this he's, into like a Kingdom Hearts thing, okay? That's all I'm saying. Like he's the only person successfully to make a Fantastic Four movie that's not a Fantastic Four movie. <laughs> oh my god, what if he gets a Fantastic Four movie from Marvel? He's already there's already a director for Fantastic Four. Ah, damn it. Yeah. All right, now number three, Lilo and Stitch. Dude, amazing choice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was up there with the really in the Groove with one of the ones I thought about. That's yep. a top-tier choice right there. Yep. Family, mm-hmm. acceptance, um, something I um, always um, associate with being the oldest, having to take care of your siblings, and then the siblings have to take care of the oldest. Like, you're like a true Ohana. You have to take care Girls of Girls who don't have flat stomachs wearing crop tops. That's that was true. important to me. Uh. Girls with hips, like yes, she could get it. And then Lilo whips great. And Lilo whipping somebody's ass, like they cut away and then they come back and she just right on them, like I'm not done. Like she's like I'm not done yet. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, like, 
<laughs> One of the things what makes me so sad with that movie is there was a scene that they were going to put in there where, like, she gives the wrong directions to, like, a racist person. Yeah. Or, yeah. like, where the beach was. And I'm like, ah, why she want to put that in the movie? Yeah, like, like, that's the whole reason she's taking, like, photos of, like of tourists because it's like her ironic view of it of like well if they can take photos of me like i'm some kind of object yeah 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 the more you watch lilo and such as an adult the more you realize that lilo is just woke as fuck and mm-hmm. everyone's yeah. trying to like harsh her vibe that's the whole movie is no, that like okay. lilo's right but she's small so everyone's pissed about it i, like, I have yeah. never i've never felt more like uh uh inserting myself in a situation then seeing her just like lay next to the record player and be like, I just want to die. <laughs> yes! Yes. Plays the music and just lays there. Oh. And you know, it kind of reminds me of another great um, alien crash lands on Earth movie called Critters. Led to a good oh. franchise, good horror movie. Uh, See, I'm going to say that the horror Critters. thing we should talk about for this is um, not a movie. My connection for Lilo and Stitch and Horror is that Lilo and Stitch got so popular that it got its own ride at Disney World, which replaced an existing ride. The ride that Lilo and Stitch got was a Stitch Escapes live experience that replaced um, an extra terrestrial encounter exhibit that they had, which was a ride based off of the Alien franchise. Yes, that one. That they ended up pulling the licensing last minute. So it was basically, what if you let children get abducted by the predator, the alien from the movie Alien and think that they were going to die and then strap them to a chair? And the answer is that six-year-old Kaylee will wiggle out of the safety harness and run sprinting out of the attraction while her mother is still pinned to hers. Yeah, because I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> terrified if it's I horrified. saw a xenomorph. It- it literally so like, they're gonna they're gonna teleport the xenomorph into like a tube so everyone in the audience can see it and then the teleportation gets botched and they just teleport it into the like room that you're in and it's a 40 experience where like the xenomorph like spits oh on your God, neck and there's like steam. yeah well me into a goddamn room with a bunch of xenomorph and yes. i am Killing myself. And then they're like, we talk to the Xenomorph Queen, and if we send two people over, then they won't kill any of us. And then a red beam of light randomly picks two people from the audience. That red beam of this light picked horrifying. Kaylee. That red beam of light picked the six-year-old Kaylee. And she got the no. fuck out of there. My mom was screaming because she couldn't get out of the safety harness they strap you to. No. I could. No. I went underneath it. Fuck that. I'm getting out of there. That much is I gave me. No, no, no. My, no. Uh, they reminds me of my brother. The Hollywood Wax Museum. R.I.P. That's gone. Um, they, oh. they horrifying. A, wax museums are horrible mistakes. No. They had a horror section. And you knew it was yeah, horror sections were the best. My brother. No. You want a good horror section? Go to the Mopop Museum. My, That's, my you know, brother. Mopop's got a great horror. Flip. Oh yes, my they brother. Do. I love going. My brother that. flipped the fuck uh-huh. out and he ran through. My parents couldn't catch up. I'm just standing there looking at Freddy Cougar like, "You just standing there, bitch. You can't scare me." Nah, that could scare me. I'm your brother. I push him. They wouldn't let me in there because I just I'd be like ah, and then I push it. I got kicked out of a haunted house when I was nine because I kept just pushing Dude, all of the I people that shouted at me. In, I was scared. Um, Anaheim. So it was like right next to Buena Park. And so yeah. Buena Park had um, the just the awesome row. So it was like Knott's Berry Farm, yep. Ripley's Believe It or Not, Hollywood Wax. Yeah, that's it. Just 
like and Disneyland Kingdom. Um, Disney, what was the Nights one. Disneyland was um oh. further up the um further up the street. Like Disneyland I like was further away, but it was like um. I'm from Chicago. Disneyland was just next to all those well, things as far as I was concerned. <laughs> the stupid Nights one, where like medieval times, medieval medieval times. Yeah, so like yeah, everything medieval times over there. I grew I up next to like Medieval beach Times. Was it that beach was a good Boulevard? time. Was it's cool. um, it's oh, along okay. beach, uh, along beach, and uh, oh my god, I was uh, not uh, oh my god, I was just looking this up like the other night because we was talking. <laughs> me and Chris was literally was talking about Knott's Berry Farm on um the Night Owl show. Quarantine's yeah. real. Yeah, none of us like, are, in twenty twenty two. None of us are gonna remember any streets or how no. to get anywhere. Re- real fucked. Before we get too far from it, Kaylee, I think you inadvertently somehow. Gave me a real world explanation for this recurring nightmare that I've been having for literally 10 years. <laughs> Sir, because I'm going to blow I your mind. I remember that show that you're describing. Yeah. And I never put two and two together before. And all of a sudden, it's making a lot of sense. I had the, it was my only memory. I've only been to, I went to Disneyland when California Adventure opened as a child. And I went to Disney World when I was six. And the only thing I remember about Disney World is the terror extra trip. It's literally extra terrestrial is how it is spelled. And it was, I didn't know what it was called. I just had this vague memory of this like horrifying nightmare experience and running away the red beam of light and then they killed like the sweet cute little alien at in the beginning when you're like you know when you're waiting in line they always have like stuff for you to look at yeah well the stuff for you to look at at the uh terrestrial thing was a demo of how the transporter worked but then the transporter malfunctions and instead of transporting the cute little critter it zaps it and it gets it makes a horrifying noise and then it's like all fried and it's like alive but you wish it wasn't Wow. See, I'm really going to show my age because I still remember being absolutely terrified by Captain EO. <laughs> <laughs> you Watch this after cool. this podcast and tell me if this doesn't like I want somebody said so I, I told somebody about this memory I had and somebody was like, oh, they did a defunct land on that ride. It was called something like Alien Encounter. And so I Googled defunct land Alien Encounter at the time. And I've put a link for you to watch this later and tell me if it doesn't like blow your mind to childhood memories you'd suppressed. Because that's what it did for me. <laughs> I now remember this ride crystal fucking clear. And before I just remembered scary red light, uh, breath on my neck, and they killed a cute fuzzy little alien at the start of the ride. That's all I remember. It's all in the dark. This might actually be something I suppressed. It, it was so scary that that's why they changed it with the Lilo and Stitch ride because joking, they got like, complaints. Laughing, but, yeah, um, it was really scary. It, it was the only fucking thing I took away from my trip to Disney World and the fact that Doug said that he was too busy to sign my autograph book because he had to change his sweater. So I never because liked the honest, Doug show again. Honest to God, I feel like the Alien movies literally, like, you have to be at least 15 to watch those fucking movies. I, scary. W- I was <laughs> Alien 2 Aliens came out I want to say 76 80 Oh wait no uh, Aliens 2 sorry Aliens 2 I want to say 88 89 mm, The third Alien movie I think oh. the third one came out in like 90 Sigourney Weaver yeah, ages so well like that as a kid I thought these were all 90s movies like, I can't believe that the original Alien is that old. Yeah. Sigourney Weaver looks great. You see her in Avatar right. after watching her Alien? Alien, Alien it's came like, holy out, shit. Alien came out in 79. Aliens came out in 86. 
I saw Aliens and on in 1990, so it was like after Ghostbusters 2. I That's the only Ghostbusters I've seen. Freak the fuck out. <laughs> Have I talked about yeah. this? I've only seen Ghostbusters 2. Uh, the and important part is that Lilo from Lilo from and Stitch. Basically, oh, you wait, just no, lit no, a grenade no. and walked away. Just seeing them. Yeah, it was really good. I love doing that. All right. uh, <laughs> the important part is that Stitch from Lilo and Stitch saved me from a the alien from the movie Alien, and that's why Stitch is my hero, and he belongs on your list. Yep, and yeah, that's the important part. And I like his introduction. That's a good way to bring it back. And I like his Thank introduction you. scene. <laughs> his um his menacing that's laugh. So cute. His menacing laugh with that that green light. And then him putting putting his gun to a frog's head, like, what's that? Yeah, like, what's that motherfucker? I just love the way he talks. He talks like Donnie from the Wild Thornberries. I could listen to that all day. Uh, <laughs> I can't. Uh, at number two, it's the second Wild Thornberries reference this episode. Wasn't expecting that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. At number two, the Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes. obvious yes it, not obviously obviously it took me to the age why of, it's on there it took me to the age of 21 to realize it was tom Selleck, the director and um the who thought it up um tim burton was just the producer but he was able to put his in, name it, he was able to be like tim burton's nightmare before Chris. i always associated with tim burton but it was like oh tom Selleck. Yeah, if you look at Tom Selleck's body of work and then look at uh, Night Before Christmas, you see how much of it is. You can kind of see the Tom Selleck yeah. versus the uh, Tim Burton. Mm -hmm. I like both. I'm not going to be like a Final Fantasy VI stan and pretend like, oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm too cool. No, I, I obviously yeah. like Tim Burton, uh, but Selleck's where it's really at. Just yeah. right there. And, something to and I also just love the fact that like, kind of like the first big slasher movie was a Christmas one called Black Christmas. I was going to equate it to uh, a Canadian was, one. Yeah, I was, yeah. But I was going to equate it to uh, a Disney ride. Haunted Mansion. See, Haunted Mansion is great. Um, Haunted Mansion had its own movie in 2003. I was going to say, I would love if Haunted Mansion was actually themed after Nightmare Before Christmas. I would love a Nightmare Before Christmas anything in any Disney park. See, I, I, really, I would love like... They do that with... Um, during like Halloween, yeah, Christmasy time, they'll direct right? it. They'll yeah. But I want like a world that's just like Nightmare oh, for yeah. Christmas and Corpse Bride and James like a, like a claymation world. You know you that would be yeah. dope. World, yeah. but um, I do. I want a claymation space. I oh, now I just keep thinking about how they took Tower of Terror and turned it into a Guardians of the Galaxy. That is the weirdest thing that they did. To be totally honest with so you, sad because it's loved the no. Tower of Terror. I didn't ride the Tower of Terror because the scary butler guy at the front of the ride kept trying to scare me, and eventually oh, it worked, and I hit him, and then so I ran away, funny. and then my mom had to find me. That's my other experience so with Disney good. World. That's my favorite, like, one of my favorite things about Disneyland and Disney World is a lot of their rides incorporate um, as much fun as they can while you wait, mm. because, like, the wait times are ridiculous. Yeah. So, you know, like, for... Indiana Jones ride or Tower of Terror like you're walking through and you can kind of like 
look around your surroundings, interact See, with them, and kind of... That's an important part of theme parks. Because yeah. I will say my best experience with that isn't at... I don't have a lot of experience with the, the Disneys because I grew up in the Midwest, but I grew up by a Six Flags. And my Six Flags was all DC Comics themed. So we had really yeah. intricate, like, you know, Batman rides and stuff. And that is the best part. Like, one of the Batman coasters, you walk through the entire Batcave and there's, like, a crashed cop car with bullet holes in it. And, like, you know... I it, remember... It's really fun and cool, and it's like the line is almost more fun than the ride in a way, because you're like, oh my god, look, there's more, like, secret, you know, Batmobile stuff hidden here, and here's more, you know, there's the dinosaur from the Batcave and the Big Penny, and, like... You get like I a whole tour. I say it's like head trauma, but I just remember like riding like a, a Six Flags ride. I think it was the um, um, I can't even remember which. One There's a Green Lantern one that was. had to be recalled for causing head trauma. So. Oh, I think it might have been the green one because my head kept like, like flinging back and forth between yeah. the headrest. So like when I left, like my ears were ringing. Because they kept smashing in between the headrests. Yeah, there's oh a magic God, mountain in California. Actually, had, I, I think, like, Emerald Flight or something that it was called. Actually, and I it came a, out right around the time it was a Green Lantern movie. I and that a, roller coaster had to be recalled. I had a similar story. There was a speed car ride at Knott's Berry Farm. They had a, Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was a, it, was a low, it was a low bridge. If you was tall, if you didn't move, you would get clipped. Like you went, Ooh, you went. <laughs> ow! I felt I put my always put my head down because I was tall for a thirteen year old. I will always put my head down because I can feel the wind literally go right towards the top of my head. Like anyone mm-hmm. else, like they was fine, but for me it was just like. And I remember one dude. He came out. He had like a cut across his eyebrow because because it, it, it clipped him. Oof! Oof! There was a there was yeah. a, a there there still is accelerator at Knott's Berry Farm and I think it was in like 2008 or something like that mm-hmm. like I, I have I have a video from me being there and I think it was like a couple months after that where um, a guy was on that ride and like the main thing is it has to pull you back before it launches you and it launches you at 84 miles an hour yep and See, this uh, is why this is why I don't fuck with roller coasters yeah <laughs> As it pulled back, I guess one of the cables snapped and shredded this dude's <gasps> leg. Oh. As it was as it was being pulled back and like final destination. So no, that dude won his case. Like he made like you know they gave dude. him. But also, because we're going we're going we're going too far. We're going too far. But uh, I will say I this. But I'm just saying I'm one of those millennials that's traumatized anytime I'm on the road and there's a fucking logging truck. Yes. Oh, yes. No, yes. thank you. Fuck you, Final Destination. That's, that's why yeah. I'm afraid to do anything in my life in Final Destination. Taking a shower. No. I won't tan. Never in the tanning bed. I don't. I've never been elevator. Going, I, I, no. Or taking no. a tunnel. Or taking a fucking um, underground train. Ugh. Oh my god. Yeah. No. Like, like, those movies. The, that original Final Destination fucked with us as a generation of just being afraid of our own fuck ups in the house. <laughs> right. <laughs> Because, like, the airplane one, I don't get. Like, I'm not even scared about that yeah. shit. Like, <laughs> that like, one was so, like, it over fucked, the top. No, it fucked me but, up. Oh. I don't, I am scared to fly to this day. Right? Okay. I am still oh, scared okay. to fly. Death, death in that game, uh, death in that movie was petty as fuck. It was like, okay, you better just escape death. Okay, let me come out to you and everyone you love. Like, the oh, fuck? yeah. 
I think the but only... I also love that Death was played by Tony Todd because I'm like, yes, Tony Todd, put Tony Todd in everything. Thank you. Goodbye. Um, but I, I, I mentioned the Haunted Mansion and how it equates to um, um, Nightmare Before Christmas. I think at some point they pulled the lore together. Um, um, Disney, some like oh, I remember going to Disneyland during Halloween, and then it's now it's like Oogie Boogie took it over the ride. So it's like. It's always, if you've never been on the Haunted Mansion ride in Disneyland, you sit in the seat, which is going to set you off to go a court throughout the house. And that's a good effect to make it seem like you're going through the house, falling through the house, and just like... It's the doom buggy. Yeah, and then you see the um, all the paintings in the house just morph into like zombies. And oh, they don't, they don't make oh. you sit down for that. Oh, yeah, no, no, they make you stand. You have to walk... You, yeah, you, you, they just put you in a room and it's like a giant elevator and it's yeah. freaky as fuck. Yeah, but there is a story oh. if you follow, and they tell you, follow the story of the Haunted Mansion. And yeah. I, and I keep fucking it's forgetting. It's the type of ride that made me want to explore. Like, I'm like, let me out of this car. I want to run down this hallway. Yeah, like, oh. the the 2000, the Eddie Murphy one is not bad, but it's not what I wanted it's out of it. Great. But I did like the line, though. He's like, if I die, I am, am going to come out the other side, and I'm going to be haunting this place with you. Which means I'm going to be wh- the only time a curse word has been said in a Disney movie. I'll be whipping your ass all over this house. I'm like, <laughs> I can't believe Disney let Eddie Murphy get away with that. Eddie like, Murphy, man, of course. I know, but still, I was like, but he's right though. You have possessed my wife because your wife possessed my wife, and you want we're to. We're talking ki- about the movie now for yeah. sure, and you want to, ki- and that's <laughs> why. Because Ma- I did was going to put Haunted Mansion was going to be the cheat because it's like the one Disney movie, live action movie that I actually like. And that's according to a ride. Yeah. But that, that, a- was it? that actress that played his wife, oh my God. I'm so sad that the only other thing that I know her from is The Black Knight. <laughs> don't know. Uh, didn't they do the same thing with um, Pirates of the Caribbean? It was like based off of a ride. Yeah, but yeah it was but, based off the ride. But I think but Pirates of the Caribbean. It came out after Pirates, and I think they were trying to shoot for like the same popularity yeah. as Pirates, but they took they too went, much of a went, approach for it. The one thing they did take from the park, all the cor- all the people that that was buried on the mansion were all technically family or people that worked there. Yes. So. Yeah. And then, they were the rides, and there was a story to it. Like this is the last living heir. And he did not, he have to break the curse or he was going to end up there and haunting the mansion. And this is like a continuing cycle. And this was supposed to be the basis of this reboot that Guillermo del Toro was supposed to do. You can look it up. He was supposed to do it. But I guess Disney don't like it. But I want that movie. Even this, the lore, I have to look it up. I want a dis. I want a Disney's Pan's Labyrinth, Pan's Labyrinth without Disney like choking it out. I want an actual Disney horror movie. You can they can do it animate. They can, they skirted by with um, um, Sleeping Hollow, the Disney animated movie. You can do the Hunt Mansion as an animated movie, and it would it would do well. It's, it's, it'll be scary enough for the adults, scary enough to scare kids, but not to run out like Haley. But they were able to stay there. That's what I want. And that's not connected back. And they say something about Jack Skeleton is connected to it, but I haven't gone that far a deep dive into it. But they try to equate it to like this was Jack Skeleton when he was um human. I like the fact that he was just 
a dead, just a dead allegory for Halloween. Um, at number one, the Goofy movie. <laughs> yes, yes. Good choice. For sure, dude. And I don't know no horror movie allegories for the Goofy movie. Uh, maybe wrong. Maybe My wrong. Maybe really wrong. When I was learning, you know, maybe wrong I turn. I was afraid of it as a kid. Cujo. Um, yes. Wrong Cujo turn. Ooh, what was that? Oh my god! What was that one movie in like the early '90s where like a dog was? Pet Cemetery. Uh, ooh, Pet Cemetery. But like, Pet Cemetery um, Two like is when they bring the dog back to life. Son of Sam. But no, it was like the one where like the dog was like. Did you say together, Son of like, Sam? Science. Did you say Son of Sam? It was like a live action one. So like it was like it had like camouflage capability. It's like pee was acid. What? Um, what the fuck were you making watching? this one Oh up. my god. No. no. We're scared in the past. I Googled this. That Christian said Son of Sam. Did you really say Son of Sam? We weren't scared nothing. Let's move on. Son of there, Son of Sam is a horrible human being who's a killer, not a dog. What the fuck? I know, I know. Where do we equate Goofy to Son of Sam? Because you know what I was thinking. I I fucked up. I said Son of Sam, and I realized I meant like, what is it? The name of that dude that like started killing people because he said his dog told him to kill. That's him? Son of Sam. Oh, that, that is Son of Sam, Sam right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So then, no, uh, I was saying what I meant. All right. <laughs> I'm like, wait, hold up. Like, I was like, I want to be like, pause. Oh my God. Okay, so, okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. I found it. I googled it. Um, yeah. So, if you guys love the good bad movies, this movie is called Man's Best Friend, um, and it's basically like this dog was like science, like science, like did all these experiments on him and like combined all this weird ass fucking DNA. So literally, like this dog can make itself go invisible. It has like. Pete, like it's it's fucking amazing in like the kind of terrible way, but like man's best friend okay. uh, is is great if you love good good bad movies. Um, also, goodbye. To stick on topic before we get to Christian was the last. Um, they kept the canon. Max and Roxanne are still together. Nice, but we'll never get to see that. So <laughs> that's that's sucks. So Desmond, do you have a crush on my, um on Roxanne? That is my first animal. All right, Jessica Rabbit gets a pet gets because she's technically looking human, <laughs> but she's a cartoon. Uh huh. But Roxanne, <laughs> though, when you're a kid and you like, you're like Max's age. You're just like that. That first crush it takes you back to your first crush. So yes, I like Roxanne. And then Danny Fernandez. She does look pretty human too, though. First yeah. thing, Jessica Rabbit looks human. Roxanne has like, if you she's like, when girls draw crush. on. If she does, if you do like a kitten nose on Halloween, where you color in your nose brown, that's basically as much of an animal as Roxanne is. Like uh, if it's just a rabbit, they both look like yeah. just about as human. But I was gonna I'm say, uh, but also Danny for um, one of my favorite um, writers, Danny Fernandez. Um, she's also a podcaster, a TV personality. Um, she's also in Wreck It Ralph too, but she cosplayed as Roxanne, and I'm like, why? Damn it, woman, you are <laughs> killing me. So it made me go back to rewatch um, goof, um, a goofy movie again. So, yeah, Roxanne. Yep. Nice. That was my awakening. Besides Jessica Rabbit, because technically, Who Framed came out first. I mean, like, 
if we, if we're talking about like not like redheads, it, no, it's solidified with human. Like uh, it's solidified what? with redheads for me. Redheads is, actually. Is no one gonna mention Lola Bunny from Space Jam, or is that just me? Oh yes, please. <laughs> I would like to mention Lola Bunny from Space Jam. I'm not going to mention Lola Bunny because I didn't ever like Space Jam. <laughs> Especially with what's going on right get, now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I liked her floppy ears. Like She had like a cute little ear ponytail. Here's the thing. And I think me and Ray got into an argument over this before. It's going to probably happen <laughs> again. I did not like Space Jam. I still don't like Space Jam. Damn, so, dude. Right. Space Jam fan. Okay. Like, wow. And also... I wanted to see the scene of Pepe Le Pew getting his ass whooped by um, fuck, forgot what's her name. She's um a Latin actress, singer. She was also in um, um Jane the Virgin. She she was also mad. She said she would have been the first person to ever beat up Pepe Le Pew, and they took it out. So <laughs> that was going to be my reason to see Space Jam too. To see Pepe Le Pew get his comeuppance. I don't need a reason to see Space Jam too. Yeah. I I don't. I no. just don't feel like I it. I mean, Pepe Le Pew really doesn't matter anymore. Like, no. Yeah, it doesn't. I'm like, like when they said they weren't going to include him, I was like, that's fine. But, yeah. Speedy, but yeah. Speedy Gonzalez is back. Hey, I don't Pepe Le Pew has to be in the rest of the movie for that scene to happen, so we're still going to have to watch him try to rape a cat for that scene to happen. Or he like <laughs> exists and just doesn't. <laughs> Pepe Le Pew's whole thing <laughs> is that he tries to rape that cat. That's his whole bit, is he yeah. tries to rape a cat. Yeah. And, and like, they... Wait, wait, wait. Are you still talking about Pepe Le Pew or Speedy Gonzalez? Because that sounds... No, Pepe, Pepe, Pepe no, Le Pew. What, what, what I said oh, is, like, for that like, scene Pepe. that you want for Pepe Le Pew that got cut, Pepe Le no. Pew has to be in the movie, which means before that scene, he has to demonstrate bad behavior so that yeah. it makes well, sense okay. when he gets his comeuppance. Let me break which means it. we have to see him try to rape a cat. No, yeah. actually, the, break, the, the, the breakdown of the scene was... It was um, not the scene. His role in the entire film, like yeah. the scene, could be whatever. The scene could be amazing, but for that scene to make sense in the movie, Pepe Le Pew has to be in the movie, right? Yeah. He's like he had to be in the movie for that one scene and then never be there again or before. To give the that con- would be silly. To give the context before Christian goes, I mean, goes up. They did film the scene. They just cut it out. So the actress, they, they she's playing the piano, singing. They're doing uh, Casablanca style. The cat, not in the movie. At all, so he's trying. Is Pepe Le Pew in the movie, or is he not in he, the movie? He was in the scene. He was kissing. But he was he, not in the rest of the movie. He's not going to be. They cut his scene out because he was kissing on her arm. She gets up, slams Pepe Le Pew, and then LeBron comes in and goes like, you, "This is why you do not touch people." But you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, like I do if Pepe Le Pew. He, but it's he, never in the movie before or after. That scene would kind of make no sense. He was in the movie before, and then there was another director who kept him in. When Lee Daniels came in to direct, um, when the other director left, the new director went in, watched the dailies that was already filmed. He pointed out that Pepe Le Pew scene and cut it. LeBron said, yeah, the director cut that scene. So we, so is Pepe Le Pew in the rest of the movie then? No, he's not I think, in. He's, I, he's out the movie in general. He was going to be in. So, the, so then, do you under, So then, I guess, like, yeah, that's that's kind of my point. Where, yeah. like, yeah. I would re- if if the choice is keep that scene and then he has to be in the rest of the movie, or get rid of him in the movie, which obviously means that scene because it's a scene where the comedy is based around him and doesn't really make sense without him. Mm. You have to get yeah. that scene. Do you understand? What I'm, like, yeah. I would rather yeah, like, not have to deal with him in the movie at all than have to deal with him, but get one scene where it's like, and just so we all know, that's bad. Like, eh. Well, it sounds it's like, like it's, it's tied to him, so it's like 
you can't you can't have LeBron come in to be like consent is sexy or you know like whatever BS he was going to do without like having a sexual assault. Yeah, well, wasn't place. it right. I, I, based on what he described? That could have been what they were trying to achieve when they, when he said that he was like kissing whatever whatever actress's arm on the piano before she slams him. Right, which is still an example of like I don't I don't necessarily Something need to see yeah, that. Yeah. I don't need to see I that. Don't either. Either. I'm just saying that's probably how they're setting that up without the cat ever being in the movie. Yeah, and, and if they don't ever put him in any other part of the movie, that would have just been maybe like a cameo part of like, oh hey, Pepe Le Pew's in the movie for this scene. And then it was the scene that was setting it up. Bugs. Uh, that's what it sounds like to me though. Le- I, I'm not. Le- LeBron asks Bugs, "What happened to the cat?" He's like, "Oh, he got a restraining. She got a restraining on her Pepe Le Pew." Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So, but you know what I mean? Like, so, I just it, I don't need it. Because I don't need the lampshade. And, and and one thing I don't like about the sequel I'm hearing, Bugs did something to Lola. Hence why Bugs is looking for Lola Bunny. So I'm like, I'm. They lost me. At, we got rid of her boobs so that you know she's strong. It's like, oh, yeah, because you can't. You can't have boobs and be strong. That's just stupid. You can't own your sexuality as like an empowering thing. You have to be desexualized to be empowered. That's it's you're right. Just, That's where they lost me. Like I know I'm, I'm still very excited for it, but it's kind of that thing where it's like you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't because like obviously she was very oversexualized in the first movie. Like as but most, but I would disagree with are. that. I would say that she was very sexualized in that movie, but I think that what made that movie different than other movies where it's like, come on, can we maybe fix this? Was that she was uncharacteristically aware of her sexuality and embraced it and made a point of being like, yeah, I'm really hot, but that doesn't mean I'm going to fuck you, dude. And that was really empowering to see as a small child. And so kind of being told that, like, you can't be a girl that knows she's really hot and finds power in that. That's not strength. Strength is not being hot. No, or not I, even addressing that. that you're hot. Like um, that—that's the, the fact like, that they that's said that that's the message behind it. Is it's like they were doing the same old trope where it's like, um, it's like the something about Mary thing, you know, where she's like gorgeous and beautiful and sexy, and she eats whatever the fuck she wants, but she never gains any weight. Like, but not... Mary's whole thing was that she was like quirky and innocent, and like she didn't know she had come on her hair, like it. The fact that, like, oh, it's that, that one direction, she don't know she's beautiful. You know, like, that's the trope. And I thought Lola Bunny was a great example of fighting against that trope and going, oh, no, I'm quite aware that I'm hot. Almost like Jessica Rabbit. Like, Jessica Rabbit rules. She's super hot, and she knows it. And at the end of the day, she's loyal to her husband, and she likes him for views on the inside. Like, Jessica Rabbit fucking rules. And if you were to make a new Who Framed Roger Rabbit and then decided to take Jessica Rabbit out or make her, like, an anthropomorphic bunny or give her, like, you know, put cl- quote unquote put clothes on her or whatever the fuck they're doing with her outfit. Like it's fine. That's not a huge deal. Her outfit, but the fact that they had to change her body, and the response to changing her physical body was to be like, oh well, you can't have that physical body and then like own it and be powerful and exude strength. We had to make her exude strength by changing her body. That's fucked up to me. And well, I think I, that I think it well, was it was a good example of that. Like I think they were just trying to change it to kind of get away from, you know that whole stereotype plus like if you look at real um women basketball players like they don't have the curves you know like they don't because they're massive working out so like they 
it's not saying anything like, oh, if you have curves, you're not strong. Like that's not. What but that's what they said. Like they, my problem like, is that they the said it. Build. But that's not what they said. Like the, what I'm saying is that what they said their intentions were are deeply troubling to me because what they said their intentions were were we updated her body and her appearance to change it because we wanted to make sure that you knew she was strong. That is what they said. What they said is we felt we needed to change the way that she looks so that you knew she was a strong, independent woman. Because the way that she physically looked before apparently did not equate to a strong, independent woman. That is what they said. Because, yeah, there are a million reasons why it could have been justifiable and I would have been like, okay, whatever, fine. But I am talking not about what their hypothetical intentions could have been. I'm talking about what their intentions as stated are. And those are what bother me. If you have made it this far to the to the Giant Contraband Robot podcast, you can either tweet me at Desi's Dad or the Quirk of Art um, for Kaylee, <laughs> and we'll give you a gold star. No bullshit. I will. We will give you a gold star if you made it this far. And now, finally, <laughs> after 15 minutes, here is Christian Victoria's list. Thank you, thanks. <laughs> no. No. Okay, that's the episode, people. <laughs> no, I'm just- no, um, all right, well, my list, um, I have crossovers as well. I, I think some of them are, are interesting. Um, I don't mean to cut off where where what we were just talking about, because that was also, like, an important topic. It, did you want to finish your thought there, Kaylee? Oh, no, let's, I'm really, really interested in what your list is, to be totally <laughs> honest. I'm way more interested in that. Okay, um, well... My my list, um, it, it's not in any particular order of what I enjoyed most. I figured we'd I'd hash that out better with the tier list next uh, next episode. But w- the order I do have them in is just order of like age, oldest to oldest to newest. Um, you know what? Screw it. I'm gonna do uh, n- newest to oldest. Uh, the the newest movie that I have on here is uh, starting with Treasure Planet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I I I very much appreciated Treasure Planet for what it was, and on top of that, like what what uh, you'll you'll maybe notice it in some of the other movies that I picked, but I'm a big fan of that like age of of Disney production because they really had like a lot of independent creators kind of like create their own uh their like make their stories, but they didn't give them necessarily the budget that was like what a lot of other Disney movies had around the time. But beyond that, the movie itself, I very much, uh, I very much enjoy because it's like it's a movie about accepting loss in the way that the main character like has to ha- like has these dreams and then meets meets the uh, um, uh, cap. Oh my god, I'm forgetting his name right now. But the main captain of the ship and how he is like very traveled and knows that like in order to achieve like the- these ideas of your of your perfect dream, you may end up having to like lose a part of yourself, but. It, it doesn't have to involve that. It's it's a very like, it's a very intricate story for what it was what was presented to me at the age that I saw it, which was probably less than ten, something like that. And and like it's great because like the kid lost his dad and here yeah. comes this it comes this bad space pirate dude ended up taking over as a father figure, showing him the ways. And another great thing about that that like. Is based off of Treasure Island, and like they just like exactly re- twisted it into like this awesome space adventure. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I I agree. And then beyond that, like the art style, the motif of it, like 
the 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 themes of exploration and like these vast like spaces i mean just exploration in general and how that mixed with with the sci-fi-ness of it all was very like very speaking to me very telling um maybe desi can can say that in the way that i write my dnd stuff <laughs> i don't know it's really good yeah but, but that one that one was really important to me i, I like that one a lot um Going going a little bit further back, I have a uh, Lilo and Stitch, also on my list. Yes, Ohana means family. Ohana means family. Ooh, that was good. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's. I I've always loved the movie. Obviously, every every little bit of it, like down to the. I think what I appreciated the most out of it was the level of sarcasm. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know, but we've we've talked about it in uh, a good amount too. So. Um, going a little bit further back, I also have Atlantis: The Lost Empire on yes, my on my yes. list. Also, I see another... what kind of Disney fan you are. I see the pieces coming together. Are you seeing it? Are you seeing it? And then it uh, also not to be nothing, but I joined a group on Facebook like a year ago um, called uh, what was it? Uh, the Lo- uh, Atlantis: The La- The Lost Empire posting. And uh, basically, like, it w- it's just like a group at the time it was like a group of like 2000 people just sharing like Atlantis memes and stuff like that. And eventually the r- the creator writer joined the group, Tab Murphy. And ever since then, he's been like not only interacting with people and I've like gotten to also like message him and like briefly talk with him. But That's like super cool. That's but awesome. also putting out like the first drafts and like all the different like production stories that came out of like making Atlantis and he was also like involved in um in Brother Bear and like in a in a bunch of other Disney movies that were like um that were successful. So it was it's just like a very interesting piece of movie to me because not only was it like again another theme of like exploration and and I very much like Milo as a character like as a as a protagonist that is not like necessarily like the the huge action guy but more like I'm. I very much like those characters. I'm like. I'm gonna use my brain to try to figure out how like how to solve my issues. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that was one of the first representations that I very much enjoyed of it. And then now it's like somehow come back later into my life to be like, yeah. Now that I've had these like opportunity to see how it's also been written like behind the scenes, it's kind of like inspired me more in the way that I write and and make my things creatively. So that one was kind of uh, was fun there. Um, moving a little further back, uh, I also have the Emperor's New Groove. <laughs> yes, see, <laughs> because it is literally, I, I, honestly, out of everything on the list, because it's- squeaker squeak, squeaker squeaker squeak. Squeak. I want to rewatch oh. that movie now. Like, I think that's what I'm gonna be doing tonight. Like, it's, it's also, so good. It's also surprisingly, one of the shortest movies. It's like only 74 minutes long. Something I like found that. out that Dumbo was 63 minutes long yes. today. Dumbo is the only shorter one, I believe. That's fucking nuts to me. I watched yeah. it all the time as a kid. I didn't realize that I got so many views because it was like five minutes long. Like Emperor's New Groove was so important to me when I was younger, also because it is literally my one my one form of Peruvian representation in Disney. Woo-hoo. So I that, that know it took place in Peru. It's it's Peruvian based. It's it's in the Andes. It's literally llama like the the yeah the, they're the Incas the Inca thing like the palace that ancient he, Peru 
Yeah, the palace that he lives in is an Inca sundial temple. Representation, but it's still really good. <laughs> yeah, it's not exactly the best, but it's still really good. It's the it's yeah. the closest I've ever it, had. It's to treating Incan culture like we treat uh, Greek culture, which I think is cool. Like just yes. treat, instead of being yeah. like, "Look, we're doing this, and we're doing it to be like, look how progressive," and just being like, "No, this is just like all the other cultures that we think are awesome and neat and do movies about." Like, exactly. It, yeah, down to that the, makes down sense. Down to the llama alpaca farmer, and I was like, "Yes, I love it." And uh, and uh, I can't remember. If I, oh, I think I was talking about this on my other podcast, The Weekly Patch. Holy shit! I think because it wasn't just now that I told this fun fact, was it? Where the Emperor's New Groove was the first Disney movie to feature a pregnant woman. Kronk's yeah. wife is pregnant ah, throughout I the movie. Did, I didn't yes. realize okay. that. I didn't. I was like, wait, did this fun fact come up twice in three days? Yes, it did. Kronk's <laughs> yeah. Kronk's wife is pregnant throughout the movie and then has the baby at the end. She is the first pregnant woman to ever be in a Disney production. Whatever, wow. like, and that was like two thousand. Was it oh, like I looked it up. two thousand? Lady in the Tramp. She had a baby. She was pregnant. Pregnant woman. on screen. There's lots of people with babies. There's moms on screen. Well, most of them are dead, but there's lots oh, of moms. But she was the first show, visibly... like, the pregnant belly. Yeah, there's no pregnant yeah. belly on screen. There's ah, never been a visibly okay. pregnant woman until her and her big old. She looked gorgeous too. Her little. She was so cute. Yeah. Little tummy. Like look, look. Reminded me just of like some of my aunts. Right, just like, way too tired if, like, of this Disney shit. Forgot that like the Hayes Code went out of fashion fifty years ago. It didn't at Disney. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. were like, no, we're gonna hold the Hayes Code to our standard. Thank you. Goodbye. And uh, what is it? Uh, Emperor's New Groove is 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 enough to me to where like it is the only tattoo I have so far. Oh, that's cool. Dude, that's I have I have tattoo. the I have the llama the llama symbol from the bottle. That is awesome. It's so great because it's like one of those things where you can just do like a random sound effect where you're just like, I, I, I. Listen, and buddy. If you didn't exactly... want me to set up a trampoline, you should have told me that before I set it up. Oh, just <laughs> it's just God, it's so good. You're going over like a waterfall. Yep. Sharp rocks at the bottom. Yep. Probably. How did you feel? <laughs> <with it>? the <laughs> like it, when the villains beat them back, and they're like, "By all logic, this doesn't make sense." And I'm like, you know what? "I appreciate you guys for calling that yeah. out." It's, yeah, no, 100. I love it. It's self-aware. Yo, it's meta. It's sarcastic. It's everything I fucking love in Disney. Oh, and in, love like, <laughs> Yo, <laughs> what, why, but why do you feel about the Disney TV show? The TV show I did, for the most part, I had fun with the TV show. It wasn't my favorite Disney adaptation show. But but for what it was, I, I enjoyed it, but it, it didn't feel like the movie at all to me. It was a different thing in my mind. Or at least that's how I treated it. You know, the one where he goes back to school? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What is that called? Fuck. Emperor's New School. Oh duh! I was yeah. like, it was not. It was a. It was a hard pun on the title that didn't didn't totally work. Um, for his yeah. new school, that was it. Yeah, yeah but it's like I'll give it to you, but mm, barely. Hard pass. <laughs> yeah. Um, moving, on, <laughs> moving on to my fifth one. It's a, 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 a CGI animation title that I feel like a lot of people remember when I bring it up, but don't remember until I do. Um, dinosaur. No, no. no. Yeah, Does anybody remember the CG dinosaur I, movie? I don't remember the CG dinosaur. I remember the C, the like dinosaur eggs you could buy. Yes. Do you remember they sold those? Yeah, yes, I, I had yeah. one. Oh my god. That is a yeah. Smaller, that was that, is that was Fantasia two thousand CGI. Like that that movie. Not only was it like 
not only was it like breathtaking to me because of the like the CGI and like the full, it was one of those that they were able to like match facial performances for the actors, even though like it it was like technologically very significant. It was it, huge at the time. Like it was a really really big deal. Yeah, Dinosaur it, was like cutting edge everything. Yes. Yes. And, and like, it, oh, it's basically been like watching Jurassic Park. It's so realistic. Like, and it was dramatic and the, the, the like, n- not only strikingly visual, but the music behind it, I very much, like, it, it still, like, plays in the back of my head. And it's some of my favorite, like, instrumental, like, uh, soundtrack music I have, I've ever heard. Dinosaur is a really good one, if you guys haven't seen it. Um, moving a little further back, Tarzan. And yes, some people care about Tarzan. <laughs> <laughs> the soundtrack remember, slaps. I'm not saying you didn't pocket that. that. Did that. <laughs> you, did, you were smart. That was smart. You're like, I'm gonna put that in my back pocket. Don't think I didn't hear you. But I, I heard that one because I cared about Tarzan. Llama will See, remember that I later, right in the back debated. pocket. I debated adding it to my list You'll because be I do remember watching that. With I thought dad. about it, and like, then I, we the, went to the bookstore and bought. The Tarzan books, like the old school Tarzan books, and holy shit! Those and you found out how racist they were. Weird. They're yeah. racist as weird. shit. Yeah, no, Very he was a racist. huge racist. Yep. But yeah, like, it's a problem. So They're bizarre. Weird. Like, but books at the time like that oh. were all weird. Like that's coming yeah. from the people that wrote John Carter. Like it was just weird yeah. back then to be alive. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Tarzan was not bad. I picked Mulan over it, but right, it was right, right. between like Mulan, Tarzan, in terms of like slapping ass soundtracks oh no yeah for sure like Tarzan's the, like, feet weirded me out so i was like his toes just deformed. have you guys seen that he has deformed you, feet how does he wear shoes if like, you think the feet's weird have you ever noticed like there, there's somebody that made it like a, an illustration of this online and it's hilarious every time i look at it but have you ever noticed there's like that scene where like they're swinging through the vines and like they're on the vine, but he's holding Jane with two hands. And it's like his—they're like, oh, it must be his <laughs> and butt. And it's like yeah. you're imagining him swinging by his butt cheeks. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I have seen that. And I was like, oh yeah, I always thought it just had super strong toes, and it was all toe strength. <laughs> that makes way more sense. I gotta admit. He just swings by his butt. Yeah, love it. But like. Anyway. It yeah. reminds me of Brendan Fraser as Tarzan, which was hot as fuck. And if Brendan you, Fraser you mean had George like, of the Jungle, remember no. how I said <laughs> I had Tarzan? To... Do you guys remember how I said I had to switch out two um, live action movies? George of the Jungle was the other one. George of the Jungle George was one of them. Oh, yes. See, my thing with George of the Jungle is it's just Tarzan. Like, let's just call it Tarzan because, it's like, Tarzan imagine Brendan Fraser is Tarzan. Like, we all yeah. know what Brendan Fraser like. See, Brendan okay, Fraser is Tarzan, I'm but with his butt cheeks clenching the rope. I'm wondering if they took like his aesthetic from Encino Man and was like, I just yeah, put it in Tarzan. Like, it's, uh, yes. I, I, I swear, yes. it's like it's like movies, movies like like freaking George of the Jungle and uh and The Mummy, which now I realize both oh. have um Brendan Fraser are like so weirdly hot. somehow like He's my so bi- I, or, it's somehow my bi- the story. center of the I don't earth. Get it. Oh, I love him so much. He's he's such a good actor. Like oh <laughs> He's Hollywood did him dirty. Hollywood did him so dirty. What what did they do to him? He got um, a little puffy and they were like, You're too fat to be a leading man, basically. Well, yeah. he okay, so he stood up for the director. Okay, so number one, he stood up for the director of Journey to the Center of the Earth because they were wanting to replace him and he was like, No, he's good. He did a good job. We made a fuck ton of money with this first movie. Like it was I'm a good movie. with him. Yeah, I watched it. Hollywood was like, Okay, we're gonna just replace you with the rock. 
and a whole new director. And I did not watch the second Journey to the Center of the Earth because um, they replaced Ben and Fraser. Boys had it out of prep. And then, um, Thank and you. then he also um, got uh, sexually assaulted by a... Um, I think it was a movie producer, if I'm rem- remembering correctly, but nobody protected him. Like, they kind of yeah. took sides with Terry Crews. And it was the like president of back. the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. Yeah, that's Which, by right. the way, are and the people that choose Golden Globe nominees. So imagine yeah, being raped by the person assholes. that picks who um, wins Golden Globes. Wow. And so they, they chose that guy over, over him and turned their, their back on him. So that's sort of why he got and, pudgy, because he was like, fuck Well, you, and then his mom like, died at the same time. Like, he got depressed, it, and that's why he got puffy. Like, and then, like, it was like, cool, now we have, now we have a reason. Yeah. He's just, I'm he, glad he's he making a comeback. deserves more love yeah. and resurgence. Hence why Again, I, I worked at the movie theater. So right? in 2010, oh. Extraordinary Measures came out. And I was like, oh, man, I really hope this does well. It's Brendan Fraser. I haven't seen him in forever. It did not make any money. Nobody went to see it. I was really sad. I cleaned those empty theaters. And I was like, Brendan Fraser, you deserve better. But also, I don't even want to watch this movie. It's too sad. We do think he's getting <laughs> some more love and like support with his Doom Patrol. And that's what I was going to say. Because I was not yes. expecting to see his bare ass in Doom Patrol at the start of it. Yeah. And he was in the I affair. Mean, was not expecting it. Got a good butt. Was not. I mean, expecting I'm just remembering it. From, Matt, like, Matt earlier movies, but I loved him in Bedazzled. Oh, that is my favorite one. Too. But he was that so good. Oh man. All right, sorry, Christian. Another. Yes. He's in all the movies that are just like by casting amazing dream no, cast. Uh, Between that and the Mummy, holy fuck! No, uh, it, it's um, definitely my bi my bi origin story. That's right. Brendan like, <laughs> Fraser is the bi origin story. All right. Bisexuality didn't exist until Brendan Fraser started making movies. A lot of people don't know that. Okay. Right? Oh. I'm, 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 it, it was invented by the mummy. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a throw. I'm a throw. I'm a throw. I'm a throw one that's probably not beloved. Monkey Bone. Monkey Bone scared yeah. me as a child because I wasn't on drugs yeah. at the time. Okay. Now I that I smoke weed, I want to watch it. Yeah, it, it feels weird, but I haven't seen it since I was a small child. I watched that and I watched Freddy Got Fingered around the same time, and oh. both were movies where I was like, I think I might be too young to be watching these. Yeah, <laughs> I was yeah. like, what in second grade? That time, I'm talking about right two thousand. That would be that would be second grade. So, um, Monkey Bone doesn't want. Okay, I was in third grade when I saw Monkey Bone. <laughs> I was in the um, on on my on my, uh, on my fourth. But it is a Henry Selleck movie. Now yes. that I'm thinking about <laughs> it, so I probably should rewatch it because <laughs> Henry Selleck knows what's up. Do it. All right, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. No, it's all good. It's all good. Um, so m- for my fourth one, I have uh, Hercules. Ooh. Ni- 1997 Hercules. You gotta love the music. You gotta. You gotta really love how they how they turned like the narration of the of the muses. Yeah, so, like brilliant. gospel music, and it just works great. And, the and when they pulled a uh, little shop of horrors. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was exactly. So good. And the height and it was of Michael so Bowman. good. Like, the right. art, like the way that they took the you know famous like just art and aesthetic of you know Greek pottery and the way that we yes. think of Greek culture, and That's then like Disneyfied it. Danny DeVito, he was so uh, good. The only it, thing James Woods done that is ever worth you know the time of day. Fuck him. Yeah, um, yeah it's yeah. the only time I actually like him in something vocal, other than Reese's School's Out. Oh, yeah. I do love Reese's. Grant the final sentence. He just needs to keep his mouth shut <laughs> outside the voiceover booth. <laughs> That's. Funny. 
on on my third one, and I have a I have another crossover here. Uh, James and the Giant Peach. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god. This this is bringing us to like a soul. I was bond. flipping back and forth between those for like my. It was like either that or like Night Before Christmas. But I was like, man, Night Before Christmas. It's so funny because I also would oh. fast forward through the first couple of minutes of the movie because it was too it's scary. Too for scary. Me. It I was is like, way just put me scary. in the peach. Just get me in the peach, and I'm yeah. Out. Yeah. So, I even so thought, my mom yeah. was a huge Ab Fab fan. Like she watched a ton of Absolutely Fabulous when I was a kid. And the stars of Absolutely Fabulous are the evil like step ants in James and the Giant Peach. Mm-hmm. So they weren't quite scary to me because I knew that they were funny ladies. So I knew that it was just like a joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would fast forward to when they got ad- when he got adopted because you know the little glowing green ants and all that yeah. whole scene I loved so much. So I always I always fast forward to that because that was like the nice part. No, that was so great. The giant, that was so great. So the giant bull thing was it like made out of a storm something like that? It was yeah, it was a storm cloud, and that like it. His parents were killed in a bad storm, and so he, like, envisions the storm. Like, you know how you see, like, shapes and clouds? He sees a rhino mm. in the store clouds. So mm. as a little kid, his perception of what happened is that a, a giant rhino came out of the sky and killed his parents. Like, that's his perception of it. And so he's afraid of storms now because he, like, he thinks that the rhino is going to come. And it's the thunder is, like, its footsteps. And so he's afraid of the giant rhino in the sky. Yeah, if you, if you start analyzing it, it's very much like a, ch- a young child dealing with trauma by, like creating this it's world for so himself good. probably like yeah. only looking at like this peach and these small insects that's like keeping him company but it's that's like if you don't look at me. if you don't peel back the sadness it is amazing and yes. either way even if you do it is still amazing yes and it's one of the things that's great about it because that's one of the reasons it holds up so well now too is even as a grown-ass person you can watch it and be like i just want to watch it as a fun kids movie or if you're like i want to watch a movie that has layers you can really peel back and like examine and is trying to tell you things in its depth it's also that yeah. you know and then just it's, aesthetics you, it's amazing are you talking about are you talking about shrek now no, I'm talking about James and the Giant Peach. It has layers. <laughs> There's no onion layers. It's peachy, delicious okay. layers. Fine, I want a fine, smoothie fine. now. No, it's a parfait. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody loves parfait. Not me. Right, on my uh, second to last one, um, I I was I was also flipping through, but I ended up cho- choosing The Rescuers as the first one. Oh. Because, because I... I never knew the second one existed, and I only grew up on the first one. We're opposites. I yeah. never knew the second one was a thing until like maybe three years or four years ago, and I was like, "There's a second one." I didn't even have a cover for the VHS. I just had my aunt's old VHS of the Rescuers Down Under. That's oh all God. I knew about it. And I have this on I VHS mean... too. Like I, I remember like I have the Rescuers right next to where I have um uh the um Five Goes West. Oh, I was oh, thinking about that too. Five goes west is uh five right? for me. Papa <laughs> Five Papa But but the but the rescuers, I watched it so much when I was younger and I loved it. Like I still do. It's it's exactly that like what what was what you guys were describing as like kind of crunchy, that like older Disney style. Like so cute. Like it, it scared me. It like it it mystified me. It made me laugh. And like I like I, I I don't know. Like rewatching that movie, I still feel the same way about it as I do when I was younger watching it. I, I remember love being like so terrified but fascinated when she finds like the diamond in the skull. Yes, because I'm like terrifying, but I'm also like oh, but like shiny pretty, but I'm also it's, like oh, but scary. Exactly. It's like that thing. It's like I don't know. Maybe like a good a good um. Uh, link between a chunk of my movies is like the theme of exploration 
And I think like that kind of that for me was kind of like that example of like you're gonna have to go through scary shit, but even through the yeah. scary shit, there's like really cool stuff to to see. It's like the Goonies, you know, like yeah. all that shit they had to go through before they exactly. got like amazing um, boat full of dead people and treasure. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> And, uh, a dope boat full of dead people. You got to work hard. Yep. And you want to get to. <laughs> and uh, for my for my last one, I'm I'm legitimately wondering. I think this one might be the oldest one said tonight because it's from 1947. Um, and uh, it, and I I love Fantasia it. Fantasia was 1943, so not to outcool you, but oh, no, I'm no, 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 that's fine. I just wasn't sure. It's <laughs> no, not a don't. cool thing. I just wasn't sure. <laughs> no, I'm just bullying you. I'm sorry. I think it's funny. It's all good. <laughs> For some reason, you're not the first one to think. <laughs> no, I'm just... it's because you're so earnest. It's because you're so earnest. I gotta mess with it. It's all good. It's I gotta fine. ruffle your hair a little bit. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> my my last buddy one is um, the three caballeros. Does anybody yes. know? Yes. Ooh, yes. I love that one. It's like so, it's like it's Latino representation. In like an age when that was not a thing majorly. Absolutely yeah. crazy. Yes. Wait, is that the one with the birds? Yes. yes. Donald Duck. It's where Donald is, gets visited by his two cousins, one from Cuba and one from Mexico. Yeah. And it's like the, uh, and, the and they, it's Amazing. like all They're these. Awesome. It's all. It's like a. It's like a little anthology of different stories from like different places, and uh, and and you know, it's they they actually have. Like Spanish being spoken in the movies, and like the like these these characters, these like old forty style cartoons that I really like actually grew up with a lot because my mom was very much the kind of like no I'm gonna give you the cartoons I remember watching because I know these so she would always yeah. end up giving me like Looney Tunes and like these older Disney movies like stuff from the forties and fifties and I ended up like on TV watching a lot of Boomerang and stuff that would play a lot of that stuff. So this was like my bread and butter, like every day, like these are the cartoons that I'm watching. And this one was like always the standout, always. I think this was one of the only cassettes that my, my parents ended up buying me multiple times because I wore out like one or two of them. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. It's just, it's fascinating to me that you can have like the movie, like the Three Caballeros and then like just like a few months or the year previously, they gave us the Song of the South. And it's like right. The song right. itself is a really interesting thing to look at in historical context. I've been doing like I've been doing a lot of research into it lately because I've just been like, wow, what a fucking weird thing to just have Splash Mountain still exist until 2021 or whenever the Princess and the Frog editions get finished. So yeah. look, and it's weird to see like at the time everything that Disney was trying to do is either straight from the writing and they're just like they didn't Disney didn't realize that that dude was like. Maybe this text is racist and just transliterating, like keeping all the names and the exact way that they had all the characters speak and stuff is maybe racist. Uh, but then you see stuff like, you know, Walt Disney pushed for Uncle Remus to receive the first honorary Oscar for an African-American because his performance was great. So it's weird. It's like, oh, this is one of those really hard to examine historical things where it's like at the time it was really progressive and Disney took a lot of heat for how progressive it was. Like there's like you can't just have a black man starring in your film. That's crazy. This is, you know the old times where that was crazy and now it's like yeah. okay well you can't have a black man do racist shit in your movie that's crazy and it's like yeah also yes but it's weird to watch that movie go from transgressive for one reason to transgressive for another yeah like i just i just think that it's a, it's a great it's a great piece of art 
to have that discussion about like how yeah evaluating art like when we say like for the time what that means and stuff and i think Mm -hmm. song of the south is one of the easiest clear-cut examples of like well we all know that's fucked up now but when you look at it at the time you look to see like how much did they know it was fucked up then and the things that people complained about it then are so crazy like when you look up like why people were protesting and stuff it's fucking bizarre i think they knew because i mean they also made dumbo and they had literal crows named jim crow like they they knew what they were doing yeah um and i I actually was looking into that today too which is why i think this is all fresh in my mind because dumbo was one of my favorite movies as a little kid and i was like i can't put dumbo on my list that feels weird because as a little kid i didn't know it was racist like my favorite part of dumbo was the birds so that they were cool i was like these are the most awesome characters in the whole movie they sing cool songs and they don't have any of these stupid problems they're like dude just relax and be cool like to me they were so awesome so it's a dipshit little white kid like you know and so like becoming an adult and looking back and like oh wow and like I was looking into it. The writer, like, naming it Jim Crow was supposed to be subversive. Like, it was supposed to be satirical. It was supposed to make a statement. And now it's like, that's just racist. They didn't know better. And it's like, they knew what they were doing. But if you ask the writer at the time, he said that he named that bird Jim Crow. And that name only appears in the drafts. It's not actually in the movie. Yeah, they never as, like, a, that. Yeah. As, like, a satirical point to be like, hey, these crows are to talk about, like, are to highlight Jim Crow and how shitty it is. Like, that that was intentional, and they knew that. But if you ask them, they were trying to highlight it to point out that it was bad, which I think if you neglect to mention that part, you're not you're not being fair, in a sense. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really but interesting to talk about. I also think there's an issue with art and satirizing, or if you don't satirize it enough, it then becomes sort of like a source of pride and yeah there's honor. a really good meme that has like that exact phrase where like satire um be careful when you satire oh it's like a one sentence because meme it's like, like some of the most yeah. toxic fans you'll meet are uh south park fans south park. <laughs> oh absolutely um or, well, but we also know, know that those creators are shitty libertarians that are probably doing that on purpose so like thank you uh, you know so and it's a little bit different there too because again if you're talking to the source they're like yeah we thought that jim crow was like this shitty horrible thing so we were like look at these awesome crows like this is the thing that you're like trying to keep out a fact where like you know a lot of white supremacists don't hold um Mel Brooks movies, I'm not going to say they don't hold them in high regard, but, you know, they don't, like, have the high standards, whereas, like, they'll sing the song from Cabaret because um, the scene that's supposed to be poignant where it's, like, the guy is singing and you're like, oh, that's such a beautiful song, but then you see he's a Nazi and you're like, oh, he's a Nazi, oh, my God. But, like, Nazis now are co-opting that because it was shot so reverently. Like, I think that telling a Jewish man he can't do satire against anti-Semitism because Nazis will ignore the fact that satire is getting a little too on the changing our art because we know that Nazis are going to use it in bad faith, I think is a little silly. You know what I mean? What? Like, you know, if, if we all know, like, oh, that's satire and everyone else knows it's satire, but Nazis are going to ignore the fact that it's satire and pretend that it's glorifying Hitler. It's like pretending that the producers glorifies Hitler because they're like, well... Springtime for Hitler is a great song, so Nazis will sing that song unironically. That's that's my whole point, is the Nazis don't do that, because it was clear from Mel Brooks' standpoint that Nazis are stupid, and Nazis shouldn't be, like, glorified or shown in, like, 
any other light like he was poking fun at them to take away their power that was his whole mindset was like i'm going to laugh at them i'm going to poke fun at them because that removes their power and that's why nazis don't sing springtime for hitler but you'll see white nationalists now that sing the song from cabaret because it wasn't like from a dramatic standpoint, yeah, it's a great scene, but now it's also kind of a scene because it was shot that's, so reverently. That's my point, that is like, that I don't think that we should have not had that song in Cabaret because Nazis are going to ignore its intended message and co-opt it to their own. Because Nazis are going to co-opt. They don't give a shit. So why would we censor ourselves prematurely when we know that they're going to act in bad faith no matter what? I feel like that's seeding them ground, and it kind of makes me feel like they, like, like, it's like they won. Now, again, I'm not saying that the crows and Dumbo are good. I'm just trying to say that there's a nuanced conversation between saying like... So, like, that's why right-wingers nowadays and white nationalists are like, oh, Nazis, they were socialists back in the day because the Nazis took the social... the socialist mind frame because that's what people wanted. They wanted the socialism, so now that's why people say socialism is bad because it's like, Nazis did socialism when they didn't. Yeah, but we don't. We didn't stop using the word socialism. We were now. We just go, hey, no, Nazis are just trying to co-opt shit, and we continue to. But people still say socialism socialism is a bad thing because of it. So it's still an ongoing battle. I'm just saying that if if we use your logic, then are you saying that we shouldn't use? Should we just give them the word socialism? Like that seems like. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like said at all, like. I'm saying well, it's I'm a asking. fine line between satire and comedy because it's if you don't if you don't make like if you if you don't satirize something enough and clearly make sure that it's like being perceived as a joke then people aren't going to recognize it that way as right i don't think anybody's gonna argue that i think that's yeah and i think that's why people nowadays look at the crows and dumbo and go yeah we shouldn't do that that's bad that's why they have a note before them what i'm just saying is a lot of people go oh yeah those crows and dumbo are because the writers are super racist and i think it's important to know that those writers were actually trying to do a good thing they were just dumb white guys (laughs) like that's what i'm saying like they're coming to get me right like like that's what i'm saying is that like socialist I just think it's interesting to say, like, yeah, no, that's bad and dumb because those people were trying, but they did a bad job. That's that's literally what I'm saying. Yes, because if you try and you fail, you accidentally just do a racism. That's I'm yeah, I'm saying the same thing as you. I'm just saying that a lot of people just skip that part and that nuance and they go straight to, oh, they were intentionally doing a racism. And I think that a lot of times that makes it easier for people because then they can convince themselves that all racism is intentional and all anti-Semitism is intentional and you're an intentional Nazi when in fact you can try to do a not racism and you can try to do a like oh we're going to highlight this because we think it's bad but if you don't do it in a good enough way and you do a poor job at it then we look back in history and go ugh that was dumb it's like why we think that movie where that kid does blackface to get into Harvard is bad like in the 80s, we were like, oh, yeah, whatever. Just a guy doing blackface. And now we're like, yeah, no, that's bad. Stop it. If you look at the people who did that movie, they were like, oh, no, we were trying to do a whole movie about why racism is bad. Okay, well, you made a really racist movie trying to do a good thing. That's Yes, I'm, I think we're literally saying the same thing, which I guess is why I'm confused. Uh, as, the, as one of the other two black guys on this podcast, um, we'll do an episode on movies that we think is racist soon. 
all of them. So yeah, guys, that's why I really <laughs> love the three caballeros. <laughs> Thank you for your number one, Christian. You're a good egg. How old are the three caballeros? You said the year before. So, so 57? It, it was 47. 47. 1947. And it was Cuba and what was the other country? Mexico. Mexico, right? Yeah. So I got I got three caballeros for my Mexican my Mexican heritage and uh, and Emperor's New Groove for my Peruvian. All right. It really is like remarkable thinking about just I like the I'm so curious as people just like you know what we should do like you know little 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 Cuba little Mexico little little Donald Duck like let's let's go like that really like you, is very interesting. Like you could totally tell that it was like well these two guys are like similar enough right and it's like no they're two completely different cultures <laughs> so it makes no sense that they're all cousins. But I think they're like more playing on the fact that they're like bird cousins and not right. Cats. Like all birds are cousins. Yeah, like yeah. all birds are cousins. Whoa. And literally, like I will never forget that little like almost pseudo Woody Woodpecker bird oh, that's like dance like that. I I don't remember exactly what they called it, but I think it was based off like the kookaburra or something. Ah. Oh. And it's the it's the only reason that I now still to this day when I think people are like a little crazy, I'll be like that. He's a little male maluku. <laughs> Damn it! Now I'm gonna watch a bunch of Disney movies. Well, let's. We we was trying not to make this a close to a three hour episode, and it's now two forty. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we 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 had we we went all over the spectrum on this episode. That was supposed to be. Oh, Disney. we did. We, we by the time we got to me, we hit horror. We all told you Disney our Disney is all over the damn place. We all told you our sexual awakenings with um cartoon characters. And and Brendan Fraser and Brendan Fraser. Once again, oh, yes. if you want to see his ass, watch uh, Doom Patrol episode one. That should just be the ad for Doom Patrol. They really, they really biffed that in the marketing department. What can you do? Um, should have been like Doom on one cheek and Patrol on the other, and that's all the ads. <laughs> <laughs> With body yada yada under that background. All right. Um, that is your only Megan the Stallion reference. <laughs> Actually, no, we did do Megan the Stallion. Just watch, listen to the previous episode. Um, yes, well, thank you for listening to the Giant Contraband Robot Podcast. <laughs> thank you, everybody. Part- thank you for those of you that stuck it out. Once again, it was worth it. Your list was solid, right? For the like, record, man, that was real very one. good. Once again, like the, like the rest of you guys that that left beforehand, you know what? Like I appreciate it, but no, no, no. I'm talking to the people that are still here, Sasuke. You good? I feel. And it's great because now you know anybody that makes three Caballeros references made it to the end. Exactly. Because that one was not a repeat, so like you, the real <laughs> ones know. And <laughs> once again, you can tweet at Kaylee Wilmer at Quark of Art or me at Desi's Dead, and you will get a gold star. I shit Very you not. You. I shit you not. You will get a gold star for making this one. And so, if you tweet me, you will get gun emoji. <laughs> if you if you tweet and or follow me, if you follow me, right, you'll help me. Uh, like, if I get one more follower, I will have two followers. <laughs> Drop the handle. I'll follow you. He is Drop not the kidding. handle so we know it's real. He I is, am not kidding. He is not kidding. I'm his only follower. Drop oh, the I'm handle. Sorry. Okay, Drop, wait, no, no, no. If you're being hand. literal. If you follow me, I will have four followers. <laughs> yeah, drop your drop your ass. But he's not dropping yeah. the handle because he doesn't want to have more followers. Look at him. Yeah. Oh no, it's uh, Damon Llama Rider on Twitter. <laughs> and yes, that yeah, is the Emperor's New Groove reference, which is why yeah, everybody's Damon Llama. <laughs> right, yeah, you're so, definitely gonna have to write that down for me. 
now that and I'm why it is also my my user like photo on Discord. I know nobody else can see it like listening, but still. Oh, I love it every okay, time well, I see it. Okay, you. so now yeah. we have the rules. Now we got a rule set in place. Since we have crossovers, we're gonna. Uh, I'm gonna <laughs> have everyone type their list out in the in the party chat. I'm gonna write down the crossovers. I'm gonna make my own little Google chart. I'm gonna write down the crossovers. <laughs> There are going to be automatically added to the um, S tier list. Oh, Ooh. interesting! Wait, 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 wait! Are we not gonna? Are we not? Are we gonna start with some on the list already? Then yes, because so each, we'll put all the crossovers in the S tier. Because each of us did say at least one movie from each of our list that all all we all say we actually liked it. So that's true. That's auto- true. Automatically, those will go to the S tier list. But the other ones that we have not placed, um, that we did not cross over on, we're going to all vote where they go. Yep. Interesting. We're going to be diplomatic, a true diplomacy. And we got an odd number of people, so there will be a decision one way or another. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So, going to be war. So if it's four or more, four, it goes. If it's four or less, it won't go. It'll get knocked down. You mean four... What? What? Okay. <laughs> That's, wait. Hold on. Hold I on. Hold on. Just meant three. If you get three out of two, okay, there then you go. they go into like the three to pawn spot. Yes. Three out of five. This is why Christians. Or three out of five. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, three out of five. There we go. There we go. There. There we go. There is the plan. This is. This is gonna be real interesting next week, people. <laughs> there. You think, you think the debate was going on here was something? Just wait till next week. <laughs> Until we get heated about what level we should rank these things on, and that's gonna probably be a, that's gonna definitely be a three hour episode. I can tell you that. That's gonna be a three hour episode for fucking sure. It's gonna be like the, every single thing is just gonna end up in S rank. Yep. <laughs> like, I mean, well, we all love this one. This one's great. Well, I mean, we all also love this one. This one's also great. Like guys, like these are all amazing movies. Like let's just put them all in S. No, we have. Okay, can we agree? We all have 10, and obviously we have some crossovers. So can we at least say that we safely have to put at least two in each? I think the, the crossovers start in S tier, but they can be moved. They yes, start in we'll S tier, but they can go down to A. Okay. Well, yeah, I don't think they can go lower than A, but I think that some of the movies could be downgraded to A. Yeah. All right. That will do okay. that next week. Yeah. So our... If end- necessary. If deemed appropriate. So our end of episode rigmarole. Always listen to Giant Contraband Robot on SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher. The Contraband Ch- yes, Robot. The Giant Contraband Robot. We're the. We love the, the. article. We are not Anamanaguchi. Quit Prove it. Quit bringing them up before they sue us. You know, you, you know what the difference is? The. The article. <laughs> <laughs> but as always. Follow Kaylee Wilmer. Listen to her podcast, The Weekly Patch. It's, it's, it's damn good. Damn. We also talk about Emperor's New Groove. I don't know how this happened. This was me. I didn't even put him on my list. I, this is so crazy. This happened. <laughs> it's just meant to be. It's yeah. just my Emperor's New Groove. I was so excited about my Emperor's New Groove. Fun fact: I can't believe I got to use it twice this week. There I just go. learned this fact like four days ago. I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> That's practical knowledge. Follow right? <laughs> Follow Ray Squared on Twitter and Instagram. Follow Benita Lavario at what is it? I know it's Clumsy Baker on Twitter. Clumsy Baker. Clumsy my, my hand, my handle is Ray underscore square. And then uh, I've been saying it through the whole TikTok, episode. Apparently. 
Oh, you on TikTok? Y'all can throw in your y'all can throw in your TikTok because I don't give a fuck about TikTok. I'll be the old I'll be the old man. It's also Clumsy Baker. I have one video. Enjoy it. It's also Damon Mama Writer, and it's basically all either anime or D and D content, and it's not that much. And if you want to hear more of me, Christian, just go right all over to KDHR Radio on Spotify or to its um, website, and you can get me and Christian. And the Headbangers University, where we play, what we feel is some good shit. There, there is a, there is a lot to. Would you say there's a lot to listen to, Des? A bevy. A bevy. <laughs> Thank there's, you. There's a bevy. That is that is Des's favorite word on the Night Owl show. What's my favorite unit of measure? One bevy, please. It's so, like, could I have a bevy of alcohol? I was just going to say that. Like, I want to go to a bar and be like, yeah, can I? Uh, like, I want to try ordering a bevy at a bar and see what I get. So you have a bevy. No, of whatever content. bevy you have on tap. Like, yeah. so you all have a bevy of content. Like, are you just saying beverage and trying to be cute? Yeah. I realized that too. I was like, oh, I'm like a British person trying to be hip. Like, I'm trying to co-opt British slang. So you have a bevy of content. You have Kaylee Wilmer on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and her podcast. That's on also on Spotify. And you have me and Christian everywhere. You have Benita. On the giant cartoon robot, you have. We're everywhere. You, we're going. We're going to be here until you sick of us. There we go. We're going to make you watch bad movies and enjoy them. Yep. I want to watch bad movies. And as always, stay <laughs> safe. Do I not exist? Try to end on a positive. I'm just impressed with the show at this point. Yeah. Remember how you know we what? started. You know what it, it apparently it is exactly the same as my dumbass Xbox One. Yeah. So it's uh, it's Damon Llama seventy two twelve. Oh my god! Oh, that is you. All right, stay safe. Practice social distancing. <laughs> stay masked. Don't up. be a dick. Don't be a dick. And as always, live long and prosper. Christian, right. I'm not gonna lie. Demon Llama seven two and two did come up when I searched it, but I was like, damn. I wonder if Christian knows there's somebody else with like who's got the exact same like vibe as him down pat. Got the llama profile picture. Got the demon llama. So is it demon or demon?